This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. In my head when I walked in this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this nigga Jay got me fucking thinking. Yo, uh, is this thing on? Yo, mic check, mic check. Uh, what a uh, oh, joint here we go. Shoot the left, you feel me? They only want me for my. <laughs> 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 oh shit! I'm mad as fuck. You got that in my head now, nigga. And fuck they pie. <laughs> that shit hard for one second, and I'm mad, dog. Oh uh, man, let's get some fucking different music going, bro. Working is gracious, and I yeah, yeah. I wish I could buy me a spaceship. My manager assaults me again, I will be assaulting him. After I fuck the manager up, then I'm gonna shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check. What in no scratch? What in my fault? Yeah, I stole, never got caught. Asking me about some khakis. Take me to the back and pat me. Hey man. You know I'm a I'm a yay proponent forever, but I will say. Oh, yeah, be hitting different, boy. Oh, yeah, be hitting different, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 102. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. The Comment Curator. And I got my dog with me. Jay, what up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. Black Lives Matter. Facts. Greater than sign Black <laughs> Lives Marketing. Mm, mm. And uh, This Week in Culture, we review episode 9 of season 4 of Insecure. Hell of an episode, man. Great follow-up to uh to what was arguably the best episode of the entire series, man. They came right back in their bag. This episode was directed by Carrie Washington. Shout out to her. Um Jay just hit y'all with the Kerry Washington teeth in the <laughs> studio. So it's gonna be that type of day, ladies and gentlemen, man. Before we get into it, we want to salute and say what up to all the listeners, all the followers, all the commenters, all the fans, everybody who rock with us, text us, support us. We appreciate y'all, man. And thank y'all for rocking with 102 of these things. Shout out to all y'all who did not like last week's episode. It was good though. I don't like the insecure the pod. Insecure. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say our pod was fire. And anybody who didn't like that don't like us. I'm not about to say shout out to you. No, no, no. I'm about to screw up. If niggas didn't like, like what didn't people like? Well, you know, I get what it. What you were seeing in the street. Well, you know, I mean, I get it. Like they didn't like uh them like, getting back. Yeah, the whole idea of that. But like outside of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Just looking at it for what it is, like as in far as writing yeah. and like, directions, like, cinematography. It, just it was still great. a great episode, yeah, man. Like great. and I, I get because I've I have seen a few of those comments like, dog, I didn't want them to get back and um, I'm hoping it, and I was on the same side of like, I hope that was just a one-time thing so they could get their closure and be done. Um, clearly we got an update on that, uh, this week, but I, I couldn't ever sit up and tell you last week's episode wasn't fired. Uh, that was shit good, was great. Man. That was great. Um, and again, one of the best ever in the series, if not the best ever. So if y'all ain't like last week, man, hit us up. Let us know why specifically. Oh, shit, I didn't even see these shit. Yeah, man. I brought, uh, you know, it's the middle of the day and shit. I ain't want to get the cans cracking. Um, so when we get to that BlackBerry letter, uh, y'all ain't gonna hear no can crack. When y'all hear that water bottle, 
that mean your daughter model, nigga. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit, man. She models on the west side. (laughs) (laughs) What was dog that used to do the... uh, Two-bedroom bungalow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she she live at Issa Crit. (laughs) All right, man. Before we get into the episode and all that shit, man, uh, a whole bunch of shit happening this week in the culture. We're going to talk about some of that, man. First of all... Protest is still going on, man. Yeah. We on what week one and a half now, man. Um, s- salute to Detroit for a very mostly peaceful protest season right now, Doug. We have not been. We had a couple instances during that first joint um, that was kind of disappointing, but we've been out here just getting our protest on. Anybody burnt shit down? Ain't nobody burned none down. Nobody busting the windows. I don't think we've had too many like wild interactions with the cops. If we wrong, hit us up and let us know. But I haven't seen anything. Is if my we point. wrong, keep that shit to yourself, man, because we're gonna be right today. Hey, man, hit us up personally though. Don't hit us like publicly on the pod. Like, no, you niggas was lying. Um, shout out to all those whole ass businesses who bordered their shit up like this week. Oh man! After like the the rest of the country stopped being like rioting, so to speak. Yeah, I just seen uh, the Foot Lockers and all that shit yeah. on, on Greenfield. Yep. They just bordered their shit up like in the last couple of days. Like yeah. nigga, ain't nobody coming over to Northland. If they didn't do it last week, it ain't happening, bro. Like y'all safe. The sh- the shops on. Uh, Woodward, yeah, um, yep. next to um, Detroit is the new black, the whole mm-hmm. night. Like, that's basically saying we don't trust you niggers with the yeah. ER. And I hate it. I hate it because a few of them shops are black owned. And I understand being worried that something could happen during these protests, but I think that until you've been directly affected, you got to stand with the people, dog. Um, at the very least, yo, go out there and secure your shop, be out there in front of it. I'll tell you what. That little piece of plywood ain't going to stop it off. <laughs> nah. Like, it got nails in it. <laughs> fam, that gets easily torn off, bro. Um, hey, shout out to everybody that's uh, out here making racist remarks and thinking we won't shut their business down. We got it. Last week, it was the popcorn, nigga. This week, is hot taco, which I, I never even- taco go? What did he say? Oh, um, he said, hold on. I'll give you the exact quote. Wait a minute. He was in the comments- Basically saying, uh, I hope you niggas die during these protests. <laughs> yeah. Like if we keeping it all the way a buck, that's basically oh, what my nigga was saying. Shit. But uh, I'm gonna pull up the it's exact. Not funny, but like, no, he he I kept ch- it all the way a buck for himself. It was just like, oh, Fam, I tried to examine um, like why things are funny. Yeah, like what's the purpose? Yeah, and I I, I think roughly, whenever something's happens or someone says something. That you weren't expecting. Yeah. That invokes a laugh. So he said, I agree with that, by the way. I like that. Um, He said, so now the stay home, stay safe bullshit is over. Woodward is closed and boarded up like the 80s. And the governor and the rest of the hypocrite politicians are all marching around, not social distancing on what must have been billed as Celebrity Day. Now you're keeping the fountains turned off and the merry-go-round closed down for your stupid political show. Talking about down at the Riverwalk. Enough time has passed to prove your science is based on bullshit. Show me the death poll from the spring break kids. Show me the death poll... Death toll, pardon me, not poll, from the people getting haircuts in Lansing. And I can't wait to see the death toll. In fact, I'm hoping for it for the, all the rioters and the assholes that have screwed small business owners and employers. So that's you black niggers out there protesting. 
I get where he was going with that. He fucked it up. I get it. It wasn't racial to that last one, specifically saying, I can't wait to see the death toll. In fact, I'm hoping for it for the rioters. Damn, why you got to hope we die? But there was white folks, too. It, it was, but I'm like... All the people, not all the people writing, but a lot of the people writing were for Black Lives Matter and we were for a specific movement. And you could catch it in the, I hope. It was still always. I hope. A lot of white people. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, it's been a lot of white people in fact. But nigga, don't want to hope that all the people protesting and rioting die. So what are you saying? He hope they die or hope he sees the numbers? No, he's hoping for the death toll. So he hope it's a death toll. Or... Nah, nigga. Ain't no twist on that, bro. That nigga said, I can't wait to see the death toll. In fact, I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Like, nigga, nah. I want to see. He ain't hope for the government death toll. He ain't hope for the spring breaker death toll. Because I've been hearing that a lot. Like, yo, like, so is the number go go up? Yeah. Everybody is anti-social distancing. And I did actually see the numbers this week. Yeah. It was uh, 235 new cases. Mm -hmm. 39 deaths. And here's my thing, dog. Here's uh, where some of the, I think you right around the, the number. Here's where some of the things confuse me with like people like him. Because I get, yo, oh man, now it's just the world is back open and everybody's safe for the most part. I get how that looks bad, but we can't deny what was going on two months ago, three months ago. But then I hate how niggas was like, yo, y'all listening to this government about this bullshit virus, da-da-da-da-da. Nigga, they didn't close down business and y'all believe that shit. And now the government's saying, all right, it's safe. Y'all can go outside. And the same niggas who was like, yo, y'all believe that? Yeah. It's now like, nigga, the government said it's cool to go outside. Like, nigga. Like, it can't be both. Do we believe the government or do we not believe the government? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. But all that to say. You should probably do exactly the opposite of whatever the government I mean, at this point, nigga. (laughs) Hey, you know what you should do, dog? Do like, eh, just stay in the house, bro. Because at the end of it, I still don't trust none of you niggas. But nevertheless, Hot Taco, I don't like your tone, Hot Taco owner. So you got to get the fuck out of here. Plus, I don't like the food up there. I ain't never turned down a taco before. I thought they food was kind of ass, bro. Any kind of taco. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga, Jay. (laughs) Just remember, I brought water up here and this nigga was already (laughs) sipping on Remy. I was on my health as well. You know what I'm saying? Crying Royal Apple. But I'm also finna go pour some anyway, uh, which y'all won't hear is the intermission. This is a a day aged. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is the cup I was drinking before I left yesterday. Nigga. <laughs> I'm oh that, shit! That this nigga let that day. bitch rest up here. Man, came in this bitch smell like fresh apples. Dude. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! But yeah, man. Shout out to um and shout out to all the small business owners. Like, ain't nobody really trying to fuck y'all shit up, man. I hope not. Um, if you are out there protesting and your shit gets a little aggressive, please try to avoid these small black business owners, especially man. They worked hard as fuck to get their leases. A lot of them may or may not have insurance. I don't know, nigga. But just don't wreck their shit. Bro. But ain't nobody wrecked shit in about a week, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, across the country. Yeah, yeah. Other uh, than statues. Yeah, all oh, these statues getting the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, but like, I mean, think last Sunday was the last time somebody, last Saturday night was the yeah. last time, like, something physically got busted and yeah. broken. And, and and again, more reason why I'm like, yo, y'all don't have to cover all y'all shit up. Like, the police I think that's showing up, fam. too, by the way. Oh, shout out to, uh, and this is probably the first and last time I'm going to ever say this, shout out to Detroit Police Department, specifically to James Craig for saying, yeah, we not fucking enacting that uh, curfew, dog. Like, let these niggas, he was like, we're not, nobody's getting a ticket, nobody's getting arrested for violating that curfew, fam. I can respect it. Because, nigga, what was it going to do? What was it going to do? It didn't stop. 
Y'all don't got enough people. Yeah, you don't got one. Enough, you don't got enough jails to 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 take everybody to jail. Oh, what if they took everybody to the thirty six? <laughs> We'd have been in there. I mean, the whole building it, empty. <laughs> Facts. Um, but shout out to James Craig for that because that was finna be some bullshit. I appreciate because that had people scared. Like niggas was like, I know some people was like, damn dog, it's curfew at eight. Like, how was I, I? I put my grocery list, my little shipped order in from eight to nine, nigga, and now. I can't get my shit because I live in the city. What the fuck? So, yeah. shout out to that. Fucking Home Depot and Myers closed at 6 o'clock last week, last Jesus Monday. Jesus Christ. And I couldn't get my fucking blower. Why <laughs> <laughs> this a bitch? And then the one I went to, I went to the one in Southfield, and they yeah. didn't have what I needed. I'm like, fuck. Oh, shit. You end up getting it? The next day. Oh, okay. The next yeah, morning. Yeah, couldn't get it that night. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Drew Brees and Trina <laughs> for being... <laughs> Yo, I just want Drew Brees to know that anytime he in a sentence with Trina, like nothing good is ever gonna come to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, I never want them two to ever be involved in the same type of shit. Uh, what I do want to say though, not just to white people, but to anybody, black, white, whatever. Um, if you talking about what's going on right now, and the words that come out your mouth are anything other than Black Lives Matter and I support this movement, hold your thought. Hold your thought. Unless you okay with possibly getting canceled out here in this world of cancel culture, dog. But if you saying anything other than that, that's my words of advice, nigga. Hold your thought and don't say shit. Tell your tell your wife, tell your partner, um, tell your brother, your siblings, your best friends. Like, don't publicly get on these fucking internets and be like, yo, um, nigga, yeah, no, nah, that black live shit is cool, but nigga, don't disrespect the flat. Like, come on, Drew. You not that Drew Brees was kneeling two seasons ago with other saints. Like I saw it, I watched it live on TV. That nigga locked arms and kneeled down with his his uh, teammates, bro. So I don't really understand how that nigga kind of flipped back. And then Trina, I'm like, dog, I don't know what she was on, but that was like I understood Trina. She was uh she was emotional. She just went too far, bro. She was emotional because one of her friends' store got destroyed. You know what I'm saying? And, and in our haste for us to be like, yo, Black Lives Matter, yeah. the whole nine yards, one of her friends, shit got destroyed, and then one of her loved ones yeah. uh, was murdered. Like, and- I know a friend of mine had a loved one murdered uh, this, over the over the, the last couple of days, and yeah. you be so frustrated because every time you get online, you see Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and then somebody get murdered, and that just the irony of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it triggers something and you and you lash out. So, like, I'm not ready to cancel nobody and shit. People be like, oh, I can't believe you. Like, you know why she said that. Yeah. Like, when it's everything got- calm down and emotions, like, go back to normal, everybody can rationalize what white folks and white evil devil police are doing is wrong. Yeah. But, like, y'all, y'all know why people be upset and angry in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm but not... That's- that's my thing, too. I want people to, because you know how we feel about cancel culture, dog. I, I feel like that shit is premature every fucking time. And I feel like it's not productive. Like, yo, it's certain niggas where a conversation would be conducive. Like, I don't necessarily feel like anybody needed to cancel Drew Brees. But what I can say, Malcolm Jenkins and the rest of them uh, saints got that nigga in order real quick. Cause he came out with seven apologies the next but hour. How nigga, wild like, would it be if you know a nigga kill? Yeah, you know a nigga yeah. out here in the streets, yeah. and you look on your Instagram, you keep seeing them say Black, black Lives Matter, Matter. and yeah. I know you ain't never killed nobody other than a black person. Yeah, like I know it's, you out here. So when you say Black Lives Matter, I look at that shit like, 
not me personally, so to speak. Yeah. But like, yeah. I understand what that argument. Now, is that an argument that we should we should be having in public during something else? No. Yeah. And you know what, though? But don't act like y'all don't know where these people are coming from. And again, that's where I think conversations need to be had, because the point she made ain't too much different from the point me and you made on the pod last week yeah. about not wrecking these black businesses um, and making sure that, yo, if you're going to go out there and loot and riot and go crazy, do it on some shit that really impacts the system. Target don't impact the system, nigga, that police station do. Hey, these statues that's coming down now, them buildings that's behind the motherfucking statues, nigga, them the buildings, nigga, like they put a whole fucking thing in front of the building to let you know that's the building to go attack. So that's what we were saying. And I think that's what Trina was trying to say. But the emotions of what she said, she ended up saying dumb shit. You can't call niggas animals. That ain't going to work right now, dog. Like, that's the wrong speech to be using right now, Trina. And again, I think she suffers from what a lot of folks, the Kanye's and some of the other elder statesmen in music, niggas who had a peak in the early 2000s, late 90s, mid 2000s. Y'all don't realize that the game different now. Well, no, the older you get, the more conservative you get. Also that. Because when you're 21 years old and you popping off out the mouth and saying, yeah. fuck everything, because you don't have the... You don't have knowledge, wisdom, understand. You don't know. Yeah. And then once you're 38, 42, 43 years old, how some of these folks are. Yeah. Oh, you recognize? No, some of the shit that we that we doing in our youthfulness and this is fun. No, this actually hurting us. Yeah. And causes like it's it's room for both. I, I hate to see when someone has a differing opinion. opinion yeah. It's oh my god fuck out of here she doing this if you ain't saying this no i think there's room for both conversations at some point yeah i again i think that um her having a platform that she has she was obviously speaking from emotion but again you just gotta because yo i agree with you as you get older yeah you become a little bit more conservative in your thought process and a little bit more conservative in your behavior she ain't the same trina that we was introduced to that wild style she knows now yeah 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 she now she knows hey <laughs> she didn't know that before but, she but now she now. know nan nigga and when you know nan you do nan yeah. <laughs> and she doing nan but the problem is she said nan nigga she went out there and said nan and it was like damn dog because you also got to understand the audience that was a fan of you and, and listened to you, we're older too, so we might be able to decipher a little bit better through what you're saying, but the niggas who we told, like, yo, Trina a legend, Trina the OG, them little young niggas, they don't know you yet. They don't like you yet. Your music didn't resonate with them, and your word don't really mean shit to them, so you just got to think before you say some shit. So, right? all the, so all the people with wisdom and understanding yeah. is here. And we all listening to the people without the wisdom and understanding. The people without the wisdom and understanding, unfortunately, are the people that control specifically with them people with large audiences, the the musicians, the actors, the them the young people that control these social medias that y'all getting y'all shit off on now. Cause a lot of y'all, the music ain't popping no more. If you were actress, the movies ain't necessarily making the money. I will say this. Um, every movement needs to be challenged. And especially challenged from people within it. Not outsiders. So yeah, if, if the yeah. if the glo if the plan is gonna be yo, we about to do this. No, yeah. somebody challenge that plan so y'all can find any leaks or any holes in it, and everybody get on the same page. They act like if there's any opposition to exactly what I'm saying, then y'all yeah. got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And that's not how. And that's so that's cancel culture, right? Yeah. Anything that's opposite is a cancellation, and that's unfair. Not only to people, but it's unfair to the movement. It's unproductive to the movement. 
Because, again, going back to our conversation last week, niggas was hitting me like, dog, y'all worded that so correctly about, yo, nigga, it's a ton of fucking shit y'all can go out here and loot and burn down and set on fire and break into. Just don't do it to our shit. Because when it's ours, now it don't make sense. When it's ours, now it's like, dog, why? Why that? I hate that. Well, I don't know that I hate to say this, but it looked like the the violent approach worked, right? Hey. It, I mean, don't it? It's it got niggas scared. Niggas are shook. I've never seen so many businesses, companies, Fam. people. It's a it's a protest every single day at the police department at four p.m. in Detroit. Every day since, yeah, and and continuing on. It's not even like a every day at four p.m. at the police headquarters. There's one. There yeah. was one in Livonia yesterday. We yep. seen video in Howe. There's one in Westland, and this is just local, right? Yo, did you think that Howe one was a setup? Because there's no way I ever would have pulled up to Howe for the protest. I'll say this. Uh, if y'all got a chance to listen to Shop Talk this weekend, uh, I edited four minutes of audio out of the, the <laughs> podcast for the first time ever. <laughs> I had some shit to say about Howe, and I, and I, and I, I reflected on yeah. it, and I was like, no, this is probably not, this not, it's not good for the brand. <laughs> I said, it's not good for the brand, and I, and I removed it. Um, I was, yeah, Howe was yeah, interesting. It's Howe. It's Howe. Um, if you're from Michigan, you're very familiar with Howell, Michigan. If you went to Michigan State, if you ever drove to Michigan State, you're very familiar with Howell, Michigan and what people tell you about going through Howell. So just know that hearing a protest was happening in Howell. And seeing the video of all them on their knees with their, with it, their It's fists. wild. Fam, did you see the uh, up at the state capitol today? Uh-uh. Them niggas is in dashikis on their knees, oh, nigga. Oh, I did. I post like... Nigga. Now I feel like... So listen, <laughs> I had just posted this on, on, on the IG. Like, yo, at this point, I kind of feel like y'all mocking Kente Claus. I kind of feel like you mocking us, dog. Oh, 100%. Like, you, you got on Kente Claus around and put taking a knee with y'all fist in the air? Because now, now you branding this shit. Like, now I, you branding it. I don't like it. Now, again, what you just talked about, Black Lives Marketing. This is Black Lives Marketing. You did never you never in your life needed to, as a white politician, put on a kente cloth and a dashiki and get down on one knee and throw the black power fist up. Oh, and this was this oh, this was from Capitol Hill. Oh, I thought that was Michigan. Pardon mm-hmm. me. Because I seen I feel like I saw Jennifer uh It could they they may be doing this all over. Her Governor Whitmer with the uh we want to call her Grand Home. I was ready G's. to call her Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I was ready to call Gretchen uh Grand Home, but all that to say, I thought I seen her with a fucking uh, kente cloth and dashiki on too, which I could have, could have, because that seemed like her bag. And I was just like, "Come on, dog." Is this a, this a wild question? Is there like a, um, you know how they got the president and got the vice president? Yeah. Is there like a junior governor? Is there like another person? Probably chief staff. Um, it's not important. I mean, it's important. <laughs> like the chief of staff of the United States is like brother the show, but like. <laughs> You gotta step your title game up. <laughs> like, is there like a another? Let's see, who was under the governor? Oh, lieutenant governor. Duh. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I, and Patrick. I actually knew that. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck we forget about Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, dog. Yo, dog. Because Go should have been the governor, nigga. Fuck that lieutenant shit. What was I thinking? I don't know, man. Hey, look, it's it's the water. <laughs> hey, nigga, water got us bent in the spot, right? <laughs> Oh shit! Fucking drinking core, nigga. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what else going on in the world? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You heard Minneapolis is literally defunding the police. Yeah, dog. I don't understand. <laughs> this shit getting wild. Like I want us to. I want us to. And when the mayor was like, "Yo, I'm not really for this shit," they booed yeah. him. Yeah. It was like, um, 
Game of Thrones when uh Cersei was leaving, like they were throwing food at the yeah. nigga, like boo, get out of here. They said they 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 said shame. The crowd chanted shame. Yeah, I'm like, is this Game of Thrones? Like, listen, how do you get? How do you? How do you not have a police department? I seen, I think it was in California, after it was announced that um, Minnesota or Minneapolis would be defunding the police department. One of the police departments in California posted a picture. It was like a meme um, of a cop like walking away from his squad car. And on the squad car, he had left his badge, his gun and his hat. It was like a state police officer. And he it says something like. When we're not here, what will you do without us or some shit? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. he tried to got it bar off. Whole time I was just gonna stay alive. Thanks, no cops. I mean, if, but if, let's just bring in an all black police force to 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 patrol black yeah. areas. If that's the case, but I will every, say, make every white cop have a black partner. This is a conversation you and I have had on this podcast before, but I think it's very relevant to maybe bring up again. Um, we need more police officers from these communities in these communities, right? But I do say it is responsibility or it is the responsibility of people in the community, the black folks, whoever, to not like shun them police officers. Like if we start to get them police officers, we got to realize that, yo, you can't. Because a lot of black people, I literally know somebody who wanted to be a cop and said I would never do that shit in my life. Like it's what I wanted. His dad was a cop. His granddad was a cop. So it had it was like a legacy. I never wanted to do that because... I know what them niggas, I know how people talked about them. I know how my family acted when they came around. We did family reunions. I started watching Black and Blue last night. Mm, great movie, by the way. And uh, Great movie, by the way. Not a lot of respect for the cops. Man. Not a lot of respect for the cops. And that's what I'm saying, dog. Like, if we're going to fucking start putting more police officers who are from these communities in these communities, we have to maybe adjust our respect level for how we interact with the cops. Like, because... A lot of us ain't working there because we don't want to be there. And they underpaid as fuck. So when when they say defund the police, are y'all talking about the patrol people or like detectives too? I don't know how that works. I've never heard of a government saying we are defunding our police departments. Because So I don't even know what that would mean. Would you hire private workers? Because that's going to be even worse. Yeah. And like the laws are set up for police yeah i don't understand how that was so if like there's a rapist on the loose do the community so let's investigate? see i just pulled up defund the police what does this mean um the answer is not necessarily about gutting the police department budget da 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 it's really about the country addressing systemic problems in policing within the united states and spending more money on what the communities across the countries need, such as housing and education, and spending less money on police departments that are violating their local constituents. So I don't necessarily know if that explains what it means per se, but I kind of get maybe like, all right, how about this? If police departments be having crazy overtime and it's still bad, like, nah, nigga, you know what? Let's take that money. Ain't no overtime. We putting that into the school, nigga. Man, that shit sound good. Yeah. Until you live in the city and you got a, a, a police response time of 25 minutes or some shit like that. Or yeah. they just don't ever show up, a.k.a. City of Detroit. I mean. Um, and they be like, well, damn, I can't get it. Like, what do you do, though? But then it's a group in Minneapolis called MPD 150 that says it's working toward a police-free Minneapolis. They want the entire police department gone. <laughs> Boy, 
there is some <laughs> evil villain sitting back like our plan has worked. Oh, Gotham is coming. Like, <laughs> the Joker is on his way. Yeah. They want to strategically reallocate resources, funding, and responsibility and take it away from police and toward community-based models of safety, support, and prevention. How about this? This radical idea, right? Yeah. How about you just enforce the current laws so that when a police does something bad, like, they go to jail? Yeah. And, like, that fix everything. Oh. We're bringing a civilian review board. Cory Booker back. Um, he got a mustache this time? No, nah, they ain't got his picture <laughs> up, but he probably don't. <laughs> but he said, I understand the sentiment behind saying defund the police, but it's not something I'll use in my campaign. I do believe that Americans are over-policed and that we invest too much in the police for them to have the interactions that they do with people of their respective cities. This won't solve any problems, but making them worse won't either. We should be a more compassionate country, a more loving country. I mean, I I, I don't I know about it. that compassion shit, yeah. but uh, making the police worse than what they are right now, it is won't not help. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and I, I I agree with him on that, and I really agree with Corey. I'm just saying, when they do some fuck shit, mm-hmm. actually prosecute them, so yeah. then they will stop. Like, yo, if I do this, I actually might go to jail just like a regular person. Facts. And then that will make people like not to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think though, right? Um, speaking of prosecuting the cops. It got lost in the sauce behind a lot of shit that's going on in the world today, but I do want to bring it up. All three of the men um, being prosecuted for Ahmaud Arbery's murder, the judge did find, yes, all three of y'all, there's more than enough to prosecute each one of you for first-degree murder, FYI. Did you hear about the, of course we heard about the- Or second-degree, pardon me. The other three um, in the George Floyd murder, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the guys is black. Yep. And he like, was the newest on a force. Fourth day. Yeah. And dude was his training officer. Yep. I don't know how to feel about that one. So they did say um, in court, and I think the other three officers had to have testified to this because they were the only three there, um, that he told him, yo, you should stop doing that. Yo, you should get up. And dog basically was like, nigga, this is your fourth day. Re- relax. Now, a lot of people in the comments were saying, respect, but you could have did more. You could have pushed him off and said, yo, nigga, chill the fuck out. And he could have. Then I watched Black and Blue last night. <laughs> and that could have went left. That could have went left. Like, the police are actually afraid of the police. Like, the, the, in yeah. real life, the police are afraid of yeah. the police. Um, I just don't know what. I, I, I'm not saying he. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I 100% agree that he could have done more. I also. Because of what I've heard about how cops act when you fucking kind of when you give lip to another cop, especially a senior ranking cop and how they treat you. And because I know firsthand how they treat you when you a black cop. And if it's a corrupt cop and when you a black cop and you a rookie cop, like he had kind of everything stacked against him. So if he said with George dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murdered. Yeah. I I literally I am just I don't know what to feel about this. And all three of them said that he said, yo. Get off, dog. You shouldn't be doing that. And dog just didn't get up. Could he have pushed him off? Yeah. Do I understand maybe why he didn't? I guess. Um. Do I think that I would have? Probably. But I'm like, your career was ruined either way. Because now you're either going to jail as complicit in a man's murder and you're not going to be a cop. Or maybe you don't go to prison for it or you get a lighter sentence or whatever. You're still never going to be a cop again, dog. So if you was not going to be a cop again, nigga, I'd rather you push that man off and save that nigga life. 
That's what I would have rather seen. But I do look at that and I sympathize a little bit with him specifically because it's like, damn, nigga, I did say something. I just don't, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's fucked up. I hate that that was also the one black cop of the four of them that was there that day, dog. Like, damn, nigga, you really, uh, I get it was your third, fourth day on the job, dog, but damn, nigga, you was a part of this shit. But to hear that, all right, you tried to make something out of it, you tried to help. It's like, it's still no reward for that shit, man. Right. You don't get no award. They don't make no awards for that, dog. So, either way, man, um, them niggas is going to jail, hopefully. The three that fucked with uh, Ahmaud Arbery, they look like they headed in the wrong direction. I love it. Um, Breonna Taylor, man, we want to say that. Uh, rest in peace and salute to Breonna Taylor. I hope that Louisville, Kentucky, I, I keep seeing, like, Yo, they reopening the case, but then I'll see like, yeah, they closed the case, and I just I don't know what to believe. I don't know what articles is true. So like, if somebody's gonna get charged in that particular case, right? Yeah, should it be the police who went in or the people who sent the police in? Because if I'm just a police officer Doing and they say, job. "Yo, go in this house," the dude in there is the bad guy, and y'all about to do a war. Like, and when you walk in there, the niggas start shooting at you. Like, both of them niggas. I think it's the person who sent them in there who goes, yeah. who, like, who's that fuck right there? Yeah. I mean, I think the, he was already in custody. Fam. The guy they was looking the for. The guy they was looking for who didn't live there yeah. was already in custody when it uh, when they went into Breonna Taylor crib. I think that everybody got to get in trouble because even you following directions and following orders or whatever, I feel like it's a certain point where how you went in there, it's excessive. It's the same, like, what was we just talking about? Um, Amadou Diallo in New York, where it's like, yo, it be- even if y'all thought y'all seen that man pull a gun out, even though he was unfucking, but it's different but it's excessive you, at a certain point. It's dog. different when you doing a warrant, though. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we breaching and going in the rest. Like, we going, we literally coming in with our guns up. But so they like, say them niggas also didn't knock like they were supposed to. Well, it was a no-knock warrant, so they didn't have to knock. Still got to fucking let them know it's the police. They said them niggas just went straight through that bitch, no, dog. Well, I know. So via the the via the, the warrant that they had, they didn't have to announce themselves, and they didn't have to didn't have to knock. Yeah. Because they figure, in certain cases, in certain states, they say the likelihood of harm or the fact they'll get rid of evidence if you knock and announce yourselves, that gives them enough time to either get a weapon and attack. Or get rid of evidence or whatever. Yeah. So they give people, they don't, you don't have to knock and you don't have to announce yourself. That shit in itself should be unconstitutional, yeah. but it's not right now. So, like, if somebody send you in there to do a no knock warrant. Pardon me on that. I didn't know it was a no knock warrant. Yeah. I just thought them niggas had a warrant. So, so if they if they send you on a no knock no knock warrant, no knock raid, and when you bust in, yeah, rightfully so, someone starts shooting at you. Like who's at fault? Yeah, um, like it should be the it should be negligence on the person who sent me in there. Cause low key, y'all sent me in there. I could have died too. So speaking of that, a new police reform bill police reform bill has been unveiled um it says that this bill would have congress ban chokeholds nationwide Mm -hmm. um because right now it's per state basically um no knock warrants would be banned and only used in severe drug cases so i guess if you look for a fucking mob boss nigga outside of that we can't bust in your crib if we look for a fucking pound of weed 
Um, but if I if if the my boss not in there, you end up in the same wrong. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to ban that in general. Uh, it would create federal reg uh, create a federal registry for misconduct complaints against officers, and then it would limit the transfer of military grade equipment to police depart to police departments. So they can't just get it just because they want it, nigga. And they give them to the, and, and they get it that shit for free. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. And again, maybe that right there is part of the other shit that defunding the police, that's what it impacts. Like, yo, that money we giving y'all to give y'all all this military grade shit that y'all need, that could go to schools. I want to know who is to blame for sending them people in there for the Breonna Taylor case. It got to be top down, dog, because it got to come from your orders. And like the people who went in there, were they the ones who requested to like, you know what I'm saying? Were, yeah. you, were they sent or was this something that you requested and y'all did it on yourself? Like I need to I need some more. Information. I want to like the person truly responsible needs to needs to take care, needs to bear the brunt of this. If it yeah. was them three and they all got together and they all did that shit, then boom. But if it was another person who gave the order, I don't want them three just to get. I don't want him to skate. Yeah. Him or her to skate. Uh, we did get some uh, some lighter news out here. It's probably one of the best things I've heard all week. Pornhub will plan a week of only Ebony videos on a website to show solidarity with the black community. <laughs> Shout to Pornhub. <laughs> and I had to go check to see if that shit was true. <laughs> It was the white people on the front page. <laughs> I stayed a minute, but I left. Well, maybe this ain't the week, nigga. Maybe they're doing it next week. I, I had to browse to the Ebony category. When you go? Today? It was, yeah. All right, all right. Maybe they're doing it at, maybe they started at noon. I saw that shit yesterday <laughs> and shit while I was on the shoot. And somebody, I see it on Instagram. Like, Let me, I'm That's like, funny as fuck. It's funny. only one way to find out, you know? <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Will Packer and Aaron Magruder. Y'all know both of them. Um, if you don't, look them up because we ain't here to teach y'all who these awesome black men are. But- they got a show coming out on Amazon. It's an alt-history drama called Black America. It'll be written and directed by, well, written by both of them, and I believe directed by Aaron Magruder. Is it a cartoon? It, not sure yet, but it says it will depict a post-reparations America. So Aaron Magruder got me thinking maybe it'll be a cartoon, but Will Packer, I don't think he's ever done anything animated, so could be a real live situation dog but either way it'll be an amazon original supposed to be coming out later this year post reparation i wonder what the, i wonder what that word would look like man well, we gonna see um again it's called black america the description reads that it envisions an alternate history where newly freed african americans have secured the southern states of louisiana mississippi and alabama post reconstruction as reparations for slavery and with the land um They've been given the freedom to shape their own destinies. The sovereign nation that they've formed called New Colonia has had a tumultuous and sometimes violent relationship with the looming big neighbor in the north who's acted as both an ally and foe and is still known as the United States. We'll see what the past 150 years since slavery looks like post-reparations and will be a witness to uh, various assassinations, regime changes, governments, military incursions, and et cetera, et cetera. So. Oh, so that's not like, this is like if we would have got it back then. If How everybody, world would look if right everybody now. got their yeah. 40 acres in a mule yeah. back then. So basically, if the Confederate was never the Confederate, 
and it was ours and it was given us and we were allowed to govern ourselves and still kind of depend on the U.S. to be an ally in times of war, political need, government need, whatever, whatever, leadership, basically. How would we look if we was given land, given money and told, nigga, y'all can be free? How would we look 150 years later? That's interesting, dog. Yeah, especially That's interesting. De- especially depending on the land that we have and, and what we could produce on that. Yeah. Um. Oh, shit. It said in the... F- in the show, America will slide into a rapid decline. Inexonerably tied together, the fate of both nations, America and the new colonia, will hang in the balance. So it looked like America going to be falling off and we're going to be thriving. I mean, it would have to yeah. because um, post-slavery, um, we were all the skilled workers. Like Facts. We, Facts. Th- there wasn't any, the majority of the skilled workers um, were black which is why they turn poor white people um, against black people because mm-hmm. they say, yo, these black people are going to steal your jobs. So you got to be better. You know, that was, it's the whole trickery. Same way they got us acting about Mexicans. Yeah, literally the yeah. same way. It's the exact same thing. Um, They try to do it with uh, Asian people back in the early 1900s. I keep telling people, California don't exist without Asian people. California. Like, literally. like Arizona. There's, there's no railroad... Nothing. There's no gold. There's nothing. Cowboys was not white. <laughs> no, no, no. But all that to say, we looking out for fucking, uh, what I say that shit was called? Black America? Uh, Black America. Yeah, man. We looking out for that. Bad news for Snowfall. I hear it's been pushed back a year. Not surprised. So you remember we were talking about that. Like, we know where they started production, but we never had confirmation on how deep they got into filming um, season four, five. We- Weezy told me that, so I don't know if it's true or not. Weezy be lying. Shout out oh. to the homie Weezy, dog. That's our brother, man. But Weezy do be lying, and he light-skinned. So his lies be based on emotion, dog. <laughs> and I just don't know if that nigga telling us the truth. But shout out to my dog. Um, If that is true, I'm not surprised. I hope that it's not affecting it. Um, I was just having this conversation. You know how we keep saying, yo, will Insecure end season five? Will there be a season six? I've always said that I could see a season six, but it's two things that make me think, yeah, six is probably not happening. One of those things is COVID. Like, they're writing right now, but I think that it's going to probably be another year, year and a half break. I don't think they'll be back next spring. They got to film this shit. Do writers have to write in COVID? Do they have to? No, I think they should. I think that would be very fucking impressive if they did. Like, yo, show me how Andrew and Molly, if they ain't broke up by then, coexisted working from home during this time, nigga. Because this shit hit California bigger than everybody before it spread to New York and uh, Michigan. Because and Andrew out of job right now. Music industry down. Music industry down. Shit, Um, from what I know, back when you know I was working in the legal industry, legal industry kind of down right now. It ain't a whole, if you ain't dealing with a civil rights case, you ain't dealing with a lot right now. And a lot of slip and falls at the grocery store. <laughs> and shit, nigga, the courts was down. So it wasn't nowhere for Molly. I mean, both of them kind of, their industries are down. How does this impact Issa? Nigga. She was trying to get her other shit off, like not as big as the block party, but I want to work with some of these local businesses and do events. Uber still. <laughs> Can't do events. <laughs> Lift. Nigga, they was down. Wasn't nobody traveling. Wasn't nobody getting in the car like that. She got to do the uh, Uber Eats. Nigga, take that food. Cause ain't nobody getting no ride. So we're going to see how this impacts production on all our shows. But speaking of our shows, I just hit Jay the other night. Nigga, the shy is back. 
One week after the Insecure finale, the Shy will be back. We're going to keep this thing rolling, dog. Shout out to Lena Waithe for getting that off right before COVID. I watched the trailer. It looked good, man. It did. It looked really good. I caught the trailer by mistake. I was watching a movie on Showtime, and it played, and I was like, oh. I wonder how they're going to address the Brandon situation. I don't know. I hope they don't brush over. I hate when shows just skip over something. They're going to show like a body in a field or some shit, and we just supposed to put two and two together. I just, you know what I wish, though? Yeah, she wouldn't really have a purpose, though. I was about to say, damn, like, I wish that it ain't have to be him and Jerrica gone. Because I like Jerrica's character, but she was very much so driven by their relationship. Like, it wasn't too much of her shit. Even though I feel like her and, uh, what was dog? The pizza nigga, Perry's Pizza? Yeah. They little beef and her little political beef um, that kind of was based with him. I kind of liked where that was headed, but... Uh, all that shit's gonna fall to the wayside now, but nevertheless, the shit still look good, and it'll be back June twenty first. So keep your eyes out. Um, somebody hit me with this, and I wanted to get your opinion. I definitely have mine, and then I thought of a follow up: the Wood versus Love in basketball. And 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 what? Which one's better, Wood or Love in basketball? It's not a fair comparison. I don't care if it's fair or not. The Wood is. Easily better than Love and Basketball. And the Wood is funnier. So you're gonna have it's a just better, a better movie. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have a better time watching it because like it's funny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's just say they had the same amount of emotional pull. Yeah, yeah. And then one had jokes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a fair comparison. I don't care if they was the exact same movie, the wood was better. Uh I just like it better. I really don't like Love and Basketball. Y'all can go listen to our Love and Basketball take on whatever episode that was that we did a throwback review. But I'm just, in my adult life, I'm not nearly as impressed by Love and Basketball as I was as a kid, dog. Like, it's still good, but it's just like. Because now mm. you, so before, it was younger you looking up at adults. Yeah. Now you older than what they were supposed to be in the movie. Yeah. It, It don't. It's not gonna that hit shit you don't same. nah. It, it hit you know me way different as an adult, man. Um, so then my follow up on that was a little bit better comparison as far as comedy to drama ratios. Um, the Wood versus the Best Man. I think that's a that's a better way better comparison. That's a that's a better comparison. Uh, one is more serious than other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, one is about adults. One is a coming of age story. So yeah, yeah. it's a little different. But in that, just kind of real quick, first answer. I took the best man. I'm going best man too. But it wasn't by much because the wood, we're going to do a wood throwback review. The wood don't get his credit, dog. I ain't watched the wood as many times as most people have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't don't have that same. I mean, clearly I know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have that same affinity for it. I mean, I got to watch it again. I get it. You know what I'm Um, saying? The wood is definitely one of them of that little era of black films from 99, 2000, early 2000s. The wood is probably, in my opinion, the most slept on. And I do think that it's because it was a coming-of-age tale. So with these other films, Best Man, for instance. Shout out to my homegirl, Jay Fierce, who was actually in that movie. Shout out to her. She was in that? Yeah, she was on the bed. Uh, um, it's a scene on there. She was a, one of the girls that was over on the bed sitting in the... Uh, what's, well, I can't think of my man's name. What the, well, the jerk girl nigga. Um, was in there. Yeah, she was in that movie, though. It was her first Did he tell her on... Uh, I know. You let Terry bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was her? Oh, <laughs> shit. I know I look better than that nigga. Fucking classic scene, dog. Um, yeah, shout out to the homie, dog. But all that to say, I think with The Wood being a coming-of-age tale, the reason that it's probably not as maybe deeply revered as some of the other films from that era is because 
the actors were young. We didn't know them. We know Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epson, Tay Diggs, and Nia Long. Like, we know all them, and we've known them since they was young. So it's like, them leading a film, we gonna go back to that a little bit more. We gonna go back to Love Jones, The Wood, or I'm sorry, Best Man, Loving Basketball, etc. Like, The Wood was a bunch of B characters. I mean, we ain't, nigga, we knew Fresh. And it was like, damn, I, he older now. But we ain't know them until it was they older yeah. characters where it was Tay Diggs and Ballhead Dude that fucked over Jill Scott and Omar Epps. And then it was like, oh, okay, now we know y'all. But it was like, other than, um, what's the old girl? Stacy, little, little sister. Other than her, because she was the only one who we kind of knew. Uh, God damn, played in the Soul Food show. She was bird in the show. We mm-hmm. know. Fuck. Hold on. Nah, because we go. Her name don't matter. Nah, nah, that matter because she one of the most black famous of all time, nigga. Yeah, that's why she black famous. Because <laughs> her name don't matter. Nah, man, she the OG, dog. I'm, I'm gonna put a name. shirt. I'm gonna make it. I'm, you know that shirt? It'd be it'd be the black shirt with white letters that got a bunch of names on it. <laughs> I'm gonna put a bunch of black famous names. They'll be like it did on the Melinda back, Williams. Yeah, <laughs> and on the back of the shirt, we'll put their face on the shit because it's gonna be like Melinda Williams. Then they're like, who the fuck is these names? And you then when you around, walk off, nigga, it'll be like Clifton Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like niggas need to learn Clifton Powell, dog. I mean, we know if you don't know the OG at this point, he's black famous well, motherfucker. Though. <laughs> he is, but I'm like, he been on that that verge of being famous, dog, for a long time, nigga. Um, all right, man, let's get to this Blackberry letter that we had. Got a little joint off the internet. Um, continue writing us, please. This week in culture pod at gmail.com. Send them blackberry letters, send them yeah. voice notes. When you uh, we're drinking water, so hey, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you hear the core crack, you mean your boy back. <laughs> hey, man, when y'all hear that water bottle, that mean your daughter model. I told y'all at the top, nigga. Um, let me take a sip of the. All right, so this week's blackberry letter. I found it on the internet. It says, I met a guy, he pursued me, and we have a lot of chemistry. But I noticed that he never asked me anything deep or really makes much conversation outside of small talk. I feel like this is a sign that he's not really into me, although his words say otherwise. He texts me all the time, but as mentioned, it's always superficial stuff like, what are you doing? What did you eat for lunch? Etc. I can't bond with somebody this way. And I don't know if I should even say anything or just ghost town. I don't see what good would come from sharing my thoughts with him because I don't want to beg someone to talk to me. What do I do? Update. He always responds when I initiate with questions, but it's only one sided on the initiation. You sound annoying. Though. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. You sound annoying, and I probably would get tired of talking to you. Um, <laughs> you would be crazy, though. <laughs> hey, this Molly. What is this episode, this uh, season? Pretty damn much. Molly dog. and Andrew. Like, she literally went to the homegirls like, yo, he don't never open All up he do is me. make me laugh and fuck. Well, damn. Like, get there. How do a motherfucker have all this fucking chemistry with you? Or maybe you exaggerate when you say I got all this chemistry. What's the chemistry based on? Hmm. Is it sexual chemistry? A bar. A bar. Um, And more than likely it is. And that's the thing. I pursued you. I hit you up all the time. I'm asking how your day going. How you, how, how's your health? <laughs> I'm trying to soup this shit up. <laughs> What'd you eat? <laughs> um, 
But I think that he, he You gotta ask a chick how her health is right now. Oh, you know how you get the pussy? How's your mental health doing? <laughs> Woo, pussy got, nigga. <laughs> How's your pH balance? <laughs> Bad. Because I'm drinking Bad. this core. It's 7.4. We drinking core and they drinking fucking <laughs> vodka at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, nigga. Daily, though. Uh, um, I don't. So, all right. It, my biggest issue with her whole question. Just go Because motherfuckers be swearing they got this whole maturity thing down pat. And then they say shit like this. Uh, I can't bond with somebody in this way. And I don't know if I should even say anything or just ghost town. I don't see what good would come from sharing my thoughts with him. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> it's a human being. Like what? So hold up. Hold up. <laughs> so you don't see what good would come from sharing your thoughts with him, but you're mad that he hasn't shared his thoughts with you. <laughs> Help me overstand, nigga. Oh, <laughs> Help shit. me overstand, dog. What? Crazy, dog, man. it's hard as fuck out here to be a man dating, man. I ain't saying it ain't hard for women. I know y'all got to deal with some shit too, man, but goddamn. We be, nigga, <laughs> shit be wrong off G, dog. Oh, man. I dog. have like what you got for him, dog. <laughs> this is all I got. Don't take my baby, okay? Don't take my baby. I've been I've been away from my baby for two months. <laughs> I'm at thirteen thousand dollars a month. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I really be wondering, like, what more do you want uh, from me, Tyrese? First of all, I posted that a gif of that in the group chat today on a fucking uh, insecure thread. So off rip, that lets you know how universal that moment was. I didn't even look at the thread. Um, Tyrese lost his fucking mind that day. I just want to point that, that out. That day? Oh, I mean, the nigga Ben lost his shit. But no, that day. Uh, tell me. <laughs> I feel like this nigga that's dating a whole girl need to throw in the towel, nigga. <laughs> he need to throw in the towel because, dog. She just asked a group of, so again, I found that on Facebook, in a group. So she asked a group of strangers, should she ghost this nigga? <laughs> Instead of asking dog, hey, man, you know, I really want to, like, learn more about you, dog. Hey, what, like, what, hey, listen, what if dog came from a family where he just didn't grow up with, like, traumas and shit? Oh, man. And he don't have no deep, dark secret to share. Man, Because my life is great. Or... I mean, it ain't. It don't say where in the in the letters she wrote or whatever. But what if they just met? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I not get like a little bit of a window to tell you about my life? Um, I be honest, dog. Um, I don't know you, ma'am. I want to open up to every single person I'm date. Mind your business, lady. Like, like no, some people get it too. <laughs> Dog, now she's trying to get rid of you. <laughs> dog, it's pitiful. Damn, that's no sum, dog. Why'd you think it's good now? Dog. <laughs> oh, she talking shit now? <laughs> oh, you think it's funny? You don't know me, honey. <laughs> it's about to get ugly. Fuck it, dog. What's wrong with her, dog? Hey, I used to be like Tupac got the answers to all the questions in some dog. song. It might be DMX. DMX low-key has asked some of the best questions oh, ever, shit. nigga. DMX might have all the answers today. He really got them, dog. I mean. Oh, shit. Because I'm telling you, what these bitches want, we need to put that in the damn Smithsonian, nigga. Because I still don't know. Ooh, all that to say, shit. lady, I don't know you, and I know you didn't write us, so you'll probably never hear this, but 
I put this in the the group that I saw this written in. I put this same response. I pray that homie get out of that situation. Man, you ever seen a statistic where it shows like how many um, words? Um, a woman says a day, and how many words a man says a day? <laughs> nah, like it's a. Re- but I I know that it's a fucking a a big variance between the like two. Like women talk more than men, one thousand percent. That's not even like a, a a chauvinist. Like like it's like science. Yeah, like you just a talk. Like I don't want to talk that much sometimes. And again, dog, it don't sound let like. Me, let me Google this shit so y'all don't think I'm bullshitting. All right, while Jay go get the answers, man. What's your favorite DMX song? <laughs> <laughs> Mine in this moment just went from fucking Rough Riders anthem to what these bitches want, and you can just alternate those two. And let us know your favorite DMX song, and I'm sending you a prize. All right, I can't find that shit in a in a in a quick enough manner for the podcast. Yeah, but, uh, just know I'm right. But it's out there. <laughs> hey, when you find a nigga posting in the group. Oh, that this is gonna be an excellent uh Facebook thread conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's Facebook. get into that. But all that said, man, um, women, same shit we said when Molly was bringing it up on the show about Andrew not really opening up yet, dog. Sometimes you got to give niggas time, man. Every dude, men by nature aren't just gonna fucking open up to you. People, um, people by nature aren't just gonna open up to you. But men, like we be, we be chilling. And there's again. There's a chance that he don't have a whole bunch of deep shit to get into with you. Like, he- <laughs> <laughs> women speak an average of twenty thousand words a day. Men seven thousand. <laughs> Damn, y'all got to speak by thirteen. Damn, Damn, three times as many, dog. Damn. Damn, man. They got us beat by Virgil, nigga. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> keep it a Virgil. Keep it two Virgils, dog. But um. All that said, man, just if you really like this nigga, if you clearly you saying y'all got chemistry, I don't know what chemistry means. Is it sexual? Is it something else? I don't know. But if y'all got a little chemistry and you interested in dog, don't ghost him before you ask like relevant questions, nigga. He not asking you shit, but small talk. First of all, let's get into that little, because I hate when chicks be like, oh, all niggas do is small talk. Uh, Stop asking me what I'm doing. Bitch, what are you doing? But, but. I can, that's, when did that become not okay? Hey, how are you? I want I want to word this right. Y'all was gonna be talking about shit either. You know what I mean? What you doing? What you doing? Tech WYD tech fam or like you know how many haze chicks send out a day? That's what we need to find out. How many times do chicks just send niggas hey? Dog. And don't say nothing else behind the head. Now, this is a combination of seventy three different studies. Dog. Fam, it's <laughs> not even one study. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dog. Anyway, I'm sorry. All um, that nigga look. Men are talking, but you can't text. And like, yo, if you're saying he's responsive when I initiate these conversations, da da da. Maybe you just not that interested. Cause yo, maybe he be asking you shit and your answers be dull. And then he be like, nigga, I ain't finna keep asking. So that it's shit. not like her should be short. I forgot about that part. So so if she initiates a quote unquote deep conversation, yeah, he participates just fine and shares. Yeah. So what if you just got a nigga that don't share on his own? Everything else is good, and but every time you ask him, he'll tell you. Like, is yeah. that the? Is that the? I should dip out. He ain't hiding his past from you. Like, the nigga just ain't fucking walking around with his damn shirt open. Like, but he'll show you. Like, hey, 
This is me, and I don't got no problem answering your question. I don't know, dog. It's again, what's the men are from Mars, women are from Venus, whatever the book was. Like, I never read it, but I always said, yeah, that should sound about true. Because yeah. we just speak different languages, dog. And uh, sometimes the shit that you might take we as. We speak English, y'all speak Chinese. Y'all say a lot of fucking words. Nah, they speak Mandarin, nigga. <laughs> like, it get deeper than just like Rego China, nigga. They don't speak the Beijing joint. Like, they really deep down in there. So, again, prayers for that, brother. I hope he gets out of that. I hope she do ghost him and leave him alone. Let him go find a young woman who he go, can build Let with. him go marry the woman that, that deserves him. Like, dog. Because he going to fuck around and be like a great catch for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want her to turn this man into no demon, And dog. then she going to get online like, don't you hate when you build somebody up? And then <laughs> <laughs> she going to eat to that nigga like, I feel like Condola's getting everything that I earned. Nigga, you ain't earned me being better, dog. Like, you know, oh, man. You know goddamn 20,000 words the fuck out of here. Speaking of which, I saw this online and thought it was interesting. It's a great lead-in to our Insecure review. Um... It said Issa and Molly are in that awkward friendship place when they're both growing in certain ways and the other one doesn't recognize it and still views them in the old light. It's a tough space to be in. And if it's not handled, it could mean the end of their relationship. And then they had a really close to Issa looking emoji at the end that I was like, damn, nigga. So all that to lead us right into this fucking episode. Um, Like we always do at this time. How you like the episode? Um, I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Um, it did not start off like I imagined it would start off. I think it caught all of us off guard. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess overall, um, I thought it was a good episode. I think the second half of the episode was better than the first half of the episode. I think, I don't, I get what you're saying. And I don't necessarily think the first half of the episode was bad. I just really think that. I didn't expect it to do what it did yeah, during did. that first half. I mean, um, it like literally it comes out the gate and it was like, wait, this got to be a dream. And it she never woke up. And I was like, oh, shit. So I, I legit when I went back to rewatch it, I was like, let me sit with this first part knowing now that this ain't a dream. Because when I first watched it and I expected that little dream sequence. How long was that? How long was that? That first. That was like. Good five, six minutes. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is oh. how long was Oh, the, the time span. So, all right, um, let's get right into it. So time, the episode that starts. Is, is that timeline is very fucking important. <laughs> um, but something else that threw me off. So the first half of the season, every episode was a month later. Mm-hmm. From episodes one through five, we were shifting one month forward every episode. And now the last two episodes, it seems like we going about a week, maybe even like a few days between. So that timeline has gotten a lot tighter in these last three episodes. And I think that's throwing me off a little bit too. Not that it's making these bad episodes or nothing like that, but it's making me think a lot more about situations like, wait, all right, just last week, it seemed like, all right, y'all was getting that closure and y'all was done. And then this week, the episode starts with, we back at Lawrence Crib. It's Issa and Lawrence in there. Again, we thought it was a dream or a daydream or some shit. But Issa and Lawrence are in there. And I mean, they living it up. They look beautiful. This is beautiful. They on the couch. They laughing. They joking. They fucking. They fucking. And they fucking. Nigga, Issa took a shower. She came out. We fucking. That's that brand new relationship fucking. They was on the back of the couch fucking. Lawrence was hitting her with the doggy stroke, nigga. He hit her with that chihuahua stroke. Right on the back of the couch. Shirts on. Kind of nasty. Um, Sometimes you get it in like that. Chihuahua style, nigga. Uh, they was joking. They was eating Chinese. 
why every time you have one of these sequences in like a romantic movie or a TV show, they eat Chinese food? I don't know why that's like the thing, but I don't know, but I don't eat that shit. Um, they had their laptops out, looked like they was working, and somebody brought up a good point. For a second, it was like, damn, did she move in with this nigga, dog? That's what I was thinking. Because, again, we don't get an answer on how long this timeline was, but I'm like, all right, clearly we got some day and night, day and night, day and night, different hairstyles, yeah. outfits. So she been there for a few days, minimum, and it's just like, damn, y'all like they, really back. They do live around the corner from each other. They do stay close. I definitely remember uh, me dating this one girl, and she came over, and then she never left. Mm-hmm. Like literally, she just never left. Every day, yeah, came over and slept at my house until we like moved. In. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes it happened like that. Where did she come from when she came that first? Time? <laughs> I mean, she would go. Like, home. Did she leave home and come over, or like, did she, would she go come home? From the but car? like at night, like she, yeah, like, you know. Sometimes I would go over there, yeah. but like, and I mean, I, I I get it. Um, I remember the first time I spent the night at my shorty crib. That ended up turning to like. Shit, I was over there like four or five days, nigga. Like it was a long weekend became it was like MLK weekend or something. I can't remember. I just remember we had Monday off. And it was like, oh nigga, you there there. I can never remember the Monday holidays, dog. Yeah. Memorial I, Day and Labor Day interchangeable. I fam, don't, I don't, I don't uh, MLK, nigga. Um, so I, I get it's just weird with them because we just spent three seasons of seeing y'all not rock with one another. And we just sort of got used to y'all even being cordial enough to be around and, you know, have y'all jokes and shit. And then last week, as dope as it was to see them on that date and sort of see why they were in love in the first place. Not make me that they look, they both of their little smirks look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so off top, let's just start right there, man. How do you feel or how did you feel seeing that? No, they definitely didn't go for some closure. They've been doing this thing for a few days now. Uh, I was like, I don't, I was like, I I mean, that's not. I didn't I, need it. I didn't ideally want yeah. them to like get back together. Yeah. I know that sounds like, okay, I feel like a hater when I say that shit. And that's because I've seen a lot of Lawrence Hive mad like, yo, nigga, he let, he let the Hive down. He got, I'm not mad at him getting back with her. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been some time, dog. And I, I do want to have a convo too about the statute of limitations on shit. Like she cheated on you. She was wrong. Absolutely. You had some fuck ups in y'all shit too, but it seems like both of y'all have gotten y'all shit together enough to try it again. If it still existed yeah. and last week showed it still existed. So I'm not mad at them trying it again. I do think that the rush for Issa to be like, I, right, well I'm done with Nathan and the rush for Lawrence to be like, I, right, well me and Condola is over for good. Yeah, I just don't know how long that's this time period is. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Um, I just I never want cause in the preview for next week, which we'll talk about later, and shit, even in this episode, I can see where this can get right back messy. It was very fucking prevalent. I tell you, I got fucked up, man, on this episode. Yeah. Is, um before I watched it, uh I watched it on HBO Max. Yep. Uh, yep. And it wasn't there at first. So when I, I got on Twitter and I seen a tweet that said Lawrence for everybody. Mm. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Did he fuck condole? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. like, so after all that shit last week, he went back and I watched this whole episode, like waiting for that moment and did not see. I didn't know what the yeah. fuck that tweet was about. Um, um, yeah, I don't know what that I have no idea either. what that tweet was about. Because Lawrence didn't really do anything wrong here at um, all. So I'm like, eh. but I watched this shit thinking like, so when I saw that, right? Yeah. When I, I that was in my head. 
And I saw them doing their lovey-dovey shit. I'm thinking like, damn, this nigga going to cheat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he going to be the one to cheat this time. But that did not happen at all. So, so. all right. I, I saw the potential mess right in the beginning of the episode. Um, After they had a little couple fuck scenes, they eat, they laugh, they say some jokes, da, da, da. We see a scene of them just sitting on the couch talking. Um, and it seemed like they haven't, you know, they're just chilling. They got some music in the background. Lawrence asked her, yo, who was this? Like, who was this artist? I don't know what this song is. And right when he asked her that, she got a text from Nathan. Nathan like, yo, you still good to help me move? Like, so she jumps right into it, which I can appreciate. She says, yo, did I tell you about my friend Nathan? And Lawrence like, uh, is that the band? That's the group that I just asked you about? Is he that like, the guy or the name of it? He like, yeah, like, is the song called My Friend Nathan or is the group called My Friend? He was like, I don't know. She was like, no, nah, I'm talking about a guy I used to date. She was like, I dated him a little while back, but we friends now. Anyway, I told him that I would help him move and it's this week. So I just wanted to be honest. I appreciate all of that convo. And I appreciate Lawrence not niggaing the situation and being like, Passive aggressive or being over aggressive, nigga. Because he could have been like, yeah, no, it's cool, whatever. And like clearly had a problem. But he also could have been like, dog, what the fuck? We just got back together and you trying to fuck with a nigga already? Like the nigga just said, man, do what you want to do, dog. He was like, I know we ain't defined what this is. And then it prompted uh, the condola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, since you broke it Yeah, up. and he, he literally said, you know, do what you want to do. I know we ain't talked about what this is, but, you know, what is this? And she was like, yeah, uh, what is it? And he was like, whatever you want it to be. Like, what do you want it to be? I didn't, I wish he would have been a little bit more like, step into your shit if you want it. If you want it to be something. Well, he did. Because that's how they got on the day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole nine yards. But I think because he the one that's kind of coming back, he don't want to seem like. Pressed. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yo, and y'all want to seem like you rushing it. And you don't really know her again yet. This Because, yo, as much as Issa has grown, so like, there's still some old Issa in there. We're going to talk about I'm it. I'm still asking, like, well, what do you, no, literally, what do you want this what to do be? What do you want? Um, What do you want? And, I mean, yo, if I'm Lawrence, I am in it. So they have right here. Here was my first conflict that I noticed. He said the whole, you know, whatever you want it to be, what do you want this to be? And then she shifted it to Condola. Like, yo, uh, I mean, like, do you, you don't got no Do you got of... any like vaginas hanging on and da da da? And he like, uh, are you talking about Condola? And she was like, Yeah, I mean, what's up? Is that still a thing? And that nigga said, We talk and it's over. Alright. So his shit is cleared about condola like it ain't no i don't got no other bitches or whatever and then i talked to the one chick you might have been concerned about it's a rap i just said that to you i still love their chemistry too though they funny together i i enjoy um Issa and lawrence's chemistry i enjoy lawrence and condola's chemistry they're 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 human they're better yeah. like you that inside joke shit yeah, that, that you it's get, perfect it's perfect you don't get but that with everybody what i saw was them kind of avoid that conversation like they brought it up and then walked around it and then what do you mean because when it was brought up yo i mean you know whatever you want it to be and shit i want it to be what you want it to be and then they brought it up he said yeah the shit with condola is over nothing about nate was ever like clearly it wasn't as clear as what lawrence gave her about condola she said it's a nigga i used to date we still cool i said i would help him move all right cool that sound like it ain't shit but 
yeah, the way she started acting toward Nate means that you had been acting a little bit differently, nigga. Like, not that they was back fucking around or no shit like that. Man, but it, but it's, it is kind of hard for when, like, when you don't owe nobody nothing because we ain't yeah. ever took it that way. And then you start dating somebody else and you just not around no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, for or sure. Or you not the opportunity or the availability for something else yeah. isn't there and you don't want to you don't want to lead the person on yeah. when you know what ain't so it is a it's a great area it's definitely some great air cuz like i don't feel like i got to if i'm about to kick it with a uh, with somebody else i don't feel like i got to go talk to every single person that i was talking to but not talking to like i'm not fucking yeah. but we whatever like i don't think i owe you a whole conversation about you know what i'm saying yeah so then this is where I felt like they kind of walked around a little bit on this convo. So then she asked that nigga, she was like, well, what about San Francisco? Like after he said, yeah, the condola shit is over. She threw the San Fran up. Like, what's up with San Fran? And he was like, well, shit, I still would have to nail that interview. Like, it ain't like I got a job secured there. I got to go out there. So you about to be a tra- I guess she said you about to be a trolley. You about nigga. to be a trolley nigga? <laughs> and she was like, because I can't fuck with no trolley nigga. And then he was like. Oh yeah, well shit. Why don't you uh why don't you come over here? And they just kind of jumped off of the boat that they was on. And it was like, I feel it. Y'all had a nice little cute moment. Y'all got back to fucking. I'm not mad. I just want them to like, yo, there's still some shit. Him moving to San Francisco potentially, like y'all gotta talk about what that looked like. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how long it's been though. We don't. We don't, but it's, it's a, a week, thing though. It's, if it's a week, we weekend, we don't gotta talk about it. Yeah. Because we really just been fucking and hanging yeah. out. Like but we, it's, it's, it's a, a, you ever dated somebody you knew was finna move? Yes. Yeah, I have too. Um, still didn't go how I thought it was gonna go. No, it didn't. It's like, all right, we came in this shit like nobody was gonna like each other, and then I still end up getting liked and getting yelled at. And I was like, nigga, I thought we was all right, whatever. Um, and that nigga moved to like fucking where she moved, like Abu Dhabi or some shit. Yeah, yeah. But all that to say, I felt like that convo was right there to be had, and they kind of they kind of playfully walked off. They fucked their way around it, and it was like, cool, I get it. It's still, no matter how long it's been, it's only been a matter of days. Even if it's been some weeks, it's still a matter of days. Like, this is fresh. Maybe y'all don't want to cloud it with too much, like, overthinking right away. Like, right now we having fun. We fucking on the couch. At this point, like, we ain't been around each other in two years. Yeah. Three years. Let's enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? That kind of seemed like the energy that Let's just, is this, like, because, like, uh, let's hang out. We doing whatever we doing, but, like. Four days into it, we may get into an argument and don't want to fuck with each other no more. Yeah. Why have these long Let's just out? enjoy it. And I know you about to move anyway. Man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Potentially. Like, so um then we see Molly back at her therapist. Uh so this was another early conflict that I kind of noticed. Normally in all the old seasons when Molly would go see her therapist, she was very receptive to when her therapist gave her like when her therapist checked her, nigga, like, yo, I hear you, Molly, but did you ever think da 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 da? Did you ever think that you would be this rich? But then, like, this episode, Molly seemed very, not only with her therapist, but with Andrew, too. She was very, like, yeah, no, I'm still right. And it was like, she wasn't receptive to none of the shit they was telling her. And it's like, all right, Molly, now you being problematic. Yeah. Like, you done went, you literally called this lady up, like, yo, I feel like I've been having a difficult time letting shit go, and I need to come talk to somebody. And then you go talk to her, and you telling her you not wrong, dog. So she goes see the therapist, um, and her therapist told her straight up, like, mm, I kind of noticed a pattern. Somebody angers you, then you put up a wall and you shut down that person. And she was like, Molly, everybody you've gotten mad at has been out of line at some point. Your dad, Andrew, Dro, 
Issa, Torian at work. They've all had a minute. Andrew's brother. They've all had a minute where they was out of line. So you write about that. But then she asked her a fucking bar. She said, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Man, how many times I didn't ask y'all niggas this the question? You want to be right or you want to be happy? Because at the end of the day, that's this whole thing. You can't be, be right all the time, man. And when you're in a relationship, you got to ask yourself, do I want to be right or want to be happy? Sometimes you need to be right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna, I don't want to be. Yeah. I'm don't a, allow yourself to be fucking taken advantage of and abused yeah. in a relationship. But sometimes I want to be happy. So I might take a small L every once in a while. But sometimes don't put your goddamn foot down. Yeah, sometimes you got to be fucking humble, nigga. Yeah. Like it's a third or a second H in that mother. It ain't just about being happy. Like be humble too. Sometimes you not right, dog. Like Molly, because I, I felt like that was a bird because she was like, yo, they've all been out of line at some point. That's true. But the other part of that, the unspoken part was, Molly, so have you, motherfucker. Like, well, the thing is, everybody goes, quote unquote, out of line, but you build a wall and you stop fucking with them. Period. And it's like, dog, Molly is cancel culture, nigga. Like, you gonna fuck around and be by yourself with a bunch of cats. Fam, you gonna be a rich lady with hella cats. She gonna have a tiger. And Andrew was- Carol Baskin ass bitch. Andrew was telling you that shit today. I mean, on this Fam, episode too. Andrew been telling her that shit for a while, nigga. Since they first dated and it went left. He been giving her this game. Like, dog. I hate that type of shit, dog. Like, all these, yo, you know, yo, this is how you always been. You know, I'm like this. Fam, you get a fucking attitude with one person, and now it's fucked him forever. It's world war. It's forever? Because, dog, Andrew said it last week. He said it this week. That's my brother. Or not last week. The episode, they was on a vacation two weeks ago. I know he's an asshole, but that's my brother, nigga. And if you can't fucking forgive my brother to the point that you can be cordial. Fam, this nigga made his peace offering. Fam, I'm trying to tell you that it's gang gang over here and you keep going on the other side. And you know what Molly did? The same shit that she said she wanted from Issa, she didn't accept from Andrew Brother. Like the nigga made a peace offering and came at her like, yo, I know I fucked up. Nigga, I know I was wrong, but you got some fucking close to me. You made me thought it was on. I'm like, nigga. Play it while you hate. Nigga. And uh, he came at her like, yo, I know I was wrong. I bought y'all these Clippers tickets. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, don't fucking think that I don't acknowledge where I went wrong and that. I'm sorry. I want to make our relationship. Because you with my little brother. Yeah. So I got to be cool with you because you probably going to be somebody if you stay with him. So let's get it right. She wanted that from Issa, but it's like, fam, I just watched you not accept that from another nigga you thought wronged you. So would you? if Issa came crawling and begging and groveling, you probably still would have been on some fuck shit, dog. Molly just on some fuck shit right now, period. And her, uh, her therapist asked her, do you ever think that you be out of line? And that nigga said, nah. And that right there, you can't talk with people like that, bro. You can't build relationships with folks like that. So the next scene, I think that's when uh she go back to the... Oh, no, no, no. That's when Issa was at the crib calling around trying to talk to somebody about what's going on with Lawrence and Nathan. So first she called Kelly. Kelly, even when Kelly ain't on here, Kelly funny, nigga. Because Kelly hit you with the Spanish voicemail, nigga. Just to let you know she not fucking around. Then she called her brother. Called her brother. He wasn't really no help. At all. She told that nigga, yo, man, me and Lawrence kind of start seeing each other again. That nigga said, oh, word? Say, yeah, dog, you know, but I'm still, you know, I still kind of been talking with Nathan, and I don't want neither one of them to feel like I'm on some fuck shit. That nigga said, yeah, I keep a light skin and a dark skin nigga, too. I was like, fam, you're not helping at all, nigga. And then she was like, all right, fam, let me call somebody else. So she imagined herself calling Molly, which I'm glad this was a dream, because I was like, woo, Molly, 
Boy, I thought this shit was real. I thought it was too. I was really glad when they sh- like shifted that camera angle a little bit, and you could sell like, all right, that clearly was just her dreaming. Um, she imagined herself calling Molly, hit her up. Yo, Molly, man, I really want to talk. I really want to blah blah blah. You know, would you, would you be okay meeting up? And Molly was like, oh okay, um, that sound cool. She was like, yeah, man, because, you know, I'm dating Lawrence again, and I I got shit going on with Nathan. And she like, I really just, the only person I could think to talk about was you or talk to this about this was with you. And Molly said, same old selfish bitch, just like Eason. And I ain't going to lie, I had that same thought. Like, you shouldn't have led with that. Just say, like, I want to meet up and talk. You ain't got to tell her, yo, I want to tell you about my whole life. Well, I think she was basically saying that, a lot of things been happening in work and everything, and like I miss my best friend. You, the person I want to talk to, with. yeah. Like I yeah. want to share these experiences yeah. with you. They, so I mean, I guess they about me, but I want to yeah. share my life with it, you. It was is, the way she said it that because when again, I was glad all this was a dream or a, a daydream and not like real life. But when she first said, "Yo, I'm kind of seeing Lawrence again. I got shit going on with Nathan, and I want," it was like, "All right, you kind of shifting it." Just say. Yo, I want to meet up. A lot been going on with both of us since this block party, and I really want to talk. Dog. But that's not Issa. Always does that. Like, she no overshares. Matter, no, like we. What, she overshares. Whatever it is, yeah. like you know, I gotta go to the. I gotta go to the doctor today because you know my uh, minus that seven. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like she pH balances off. Like, yeah, like that's yeah. you know what I'm saying. So it's like she overshares, but fortunately it was a dream, and then she at least had that moment to think about her approach. And she called Molly. Phone went straight to voicemail. She left her a message. Hey, I miss you. I would love to meet up. Cool. And then they fucking meet up. How you felt about they meet up at the diner? It was awkward as fuck at first. Is that a popular diner? I don't know. I couldn't see. Every fucking place. Yeah. Every Everybody's in that fucking diner. That's the Pulp Fiction diner. Mm. That's the, I don't know if you watch Uncut Gems. Uh, like Not yet. Uncut I Gems heard it was too bad. Off. Yeah. You ain't think it was bad? A lot of niggas told me it was horrible. I watched it. I, I but it's on Netflix now, so I can watch it for the free ball. I bought it. Yeah. So, um, like, that's a popular restaurant. I see a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows shot in LA that be in that restaurant. I don't know yeah. if it's, I don't know what it's about. Um, um, I was like, um, well, both of those think they were right. So I asked you here, and I want you to apologize to me. Yeah. I looked at they, they diner meetup. Because it ended up being a good brunch. It yeah. started off a little awkward when Molly first got there. Issa was kind of nervous. She ordered drinks, trying to get ahead of the situation. But then, like, after a few minutes, they was in a Lawrence and Issa bag. Okay, this is what I really think. I think Issa is scared of Molly. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm walking on eggshells because I don't want you to yell at me and cut me off again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, shit the daydream that she had about yeah. calling her like i'm i'm almost scared to say anything anything because i'm scared of your response so i went the playful route and to to, to lower us in to get you comfortable yeah you know what i'm saying and then ultimately it didn't come up and this is gonna be like one of those things is this gonna be like one of these things that tomorrow we'll talk about it or a month from now we'll talk yeah. about it like me breaking the fucking vibes yeah. or some shit like that and then it just be done yeah. But like she seems like really scared and apprehensive. I mean, at the end of the episode, we kind of found yeah. out that's exactly that's what was exactly going what on. it was. Um, I said it last week's episode when we were talking about the preview for this week. I said, "Yo, it looks like 
Issa was almost inspired by her and Lawrence's meetup. Like, yo, I can sit down and sort of kick off this conversation that needs to be had with somebody who I care about. So if nothing else, whether we best friends at the end of it or whether we walk away, if nothing else, we respectfully discuss what we need to discuss and we determine whether our shit is worth fighting for or not, right? But I said it last week. I didn't know if Issa would be able to sit down and ask exactly what Lawrence asked her when he sat down at the uh, at dinner and was like, yo, all right, I've been thinking about you. I miss you. I've been wondering what our relationship would like. Lawrence got to the shit, even asked her, why Daniel? But let's get Issa like, was scared to get to the shit. Dog. In the real life, the only reason that fucking Molly had a whole fucking attitude this whole season is because I was friends with Condola. Like there, there wasn't an event that happened. The yeah, only event yeah. happened is when you cussed me the fuck out at my event. Yeah. Other than that, you was just mad at me because I wasn't doing what you thought I should be doing. You didn't think I should be hanging with Condola. You didn't like that she was in, invading our friend. I I asked her to come in and we bought meeting for lunch. Condola came in. You looking at her sideways. You call her messy and blah blah blah. Like Issa didn't do what I thought that you should do with your life. Yeah. Forget how you want to run your life. You didn't do what what I thought you should do with your life, and that's really what caused the rift. Like, Issa didn't do nothing to her. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, the whole you pick up a tab here and shit like that. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, nigga, I never did shit to you. My thing with Molly, because I understand the convo she should have had with Issa. The whole, yo, I do feel like I give a lot in this friendship and receive a little. And I want to talk to you about that because you are my best friend. We have grown up together. Da da da. Like I want to make sure, nigga. All right, we still like when I want to come to you to have a talk about work shit. That you there to listen to me and not cut me off and ask me for a favor. That's a convo you can have without it turning to this. But I called you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? It's different. Like if I call you, I'm calling to talk to you. You didn't call me and say, hey. Let me but tell you on my the flip side, Lawrence reached out to Issa. And when Issa came, Lawrence initiated that combo. I'm talking about when, when she got mad that when... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nigga, I called you. Yeah. You didn't call me and I blew you off. Yeah. Like, she literally felt... I I felt, I feel, when you think about this shit in totality, Molly was just jealous of her relationship with Condola. Like, I, you, 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 you friends with her. I don't know why you friends. I don't like it. You invited her to our lunch. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck. You asked her to stay to our she lunch. She didn't want to be replaced. I don't fucking like it. And then when I called you, you out at a fucking club yeah. with Condola. Yeah, she didn't want to be replaced. And then you gave her a shout out at an event. That's where I'm at. Yeah, she didn't want to be replaced in a friendship. But um, I do think like going back to the episode where Issa called to ask the favor and Molly had work shit going on and Andrew shit going on. I do think, and I say it all the time. Before you ask anybody for anything or before you just jump right into jokes, sometimes, depending on the friend, sometimes you got friends where it's all jokes. We don't talk like that, and that's just what it is. But when it's somebody who you actually have relationships with, check the room first. And it's as simple as a, hey, how you doing? And then get into whatever the fuck you need to get into once you realize that the room is clear. But you can't always jump right into your shit. I say, hey, you got a second? That's another way. It's plenty of ways to do because it. Because I tell you, me personally, yeah. I hate when a nigga want you calling to ask for something. Yeah. You're gonna give me this small talk shit yeah. for four minutes and then act, like fam, just ask me what yeah. the fuck you got to ask. Man, yeah. it's plenty of ways to do it, but always check the room. That's my philosophy, nigga. Cause you can reach out to a motherfucker and it ain't a good time, and then you can get cussed the fuck out or you can get cut the fuck off. It can happen, depending on how you do it. So, nevertheless, they meeting at the diner. 
it didn't resolve shit. It showed that, hey, we can still sit up here and be fake and we can avoid having a hard discussion and having a because here's the thing. I think not only is Issa scared to talk to Molly because she's scared of her response. I also think both of them are scared to bring this shit up because they knew what happened at the end was going to happen no matter when they brought it up. We just ain't friends no more, dog. Like, well, like we just in that space. No, more. I still love you. I still care about you, but we ain't what we was. Why do friendships got to be so, so defined? No, why they got to be so serious to an extent, mm-hmm. right? Because if we can sit there and go have lunch and kick it yeah. and laughing and, and about the old times and boom, 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 like how come that can't be enough? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if they wasn't beefing and they went out and had that exact same dinner, yeah. they feel great about each other. Yeah. Like, I don't, this this whole inter-person, like, it don't have to be that. It don't have to be that, but I think when you know beef exists and you leave it sort of in the air, because you see uh, Issa even said it to Lawrence when, when, they, when he called her and she was like, yeah, I, I saw Molly. We went to brunch. She goes, he was like, you know, did y'all talk about it? She was like, no, nah, but, you know... I know she's still kind of holding on to this shit. So I know in a couple weeks I ask her to come do self-care Sunday and boom, we'll be good. Cause you thought that, yo, if this just, if I just kind of let her cool off, let this shit exist a little bit more, eventually it'll go away. Cause that's probably worked in the past, but the older you get, I feel like some shit don't go away the way it, it used was going to work right? this time. If she didn't see that text message, it would have, but I also love that she saw that text because it was going to be fake this time. Not necessarily from Issa, but from Molly. Molly, you still holding resentment. Because I feel like whatever resentment Issa held, she kind of set aside this time around. It was like, dog, yeah, I was mad at you about that shit in my event. And yeah, I want to talk about it. But you know what? I'm scared to bring it up. You don't seem like you want to discuss it. I'm willing to just let this shit go away and sort of rebuild our friendship from scratch and try to be a little more honest going forward. Molly on some like, bitch, you got to come beg me, grovel to me, ask me to be your friend again. Cause, and it's just like, Molly, it ain't going to work like that, baby girl. I didn't do nothing to you. I could have done everything to you. I'm, I'm not- still never coming at you begging you to be my friend, dog. Like, if you don't want to be my friend genuinely, all this, I'm glad that that text happened because that behind my back shit was exactly what you was going to be doing when I thought we was cool a couple weeks from now. Listen, man, um, I'm never begging nobody to be with me. Never. I'm never begging nobody to be my friend. Yeah. Like, period. Once yeah. I catch the vibe that, like, I'm irritating you, I'm bothering yeah. you, or, like, I'm not wanted, yeah. I'm the fuck out. Never want to be a bother. I'm not about to beef with you. Yeah. I'm not about to have this long back and forth, but I just pull back. Because, like, if you don't want me there, then I won't be there. What's the purpose? I'll respond the when, purpose? when you when you reach out to me. I'll respond if I'm so inclined to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm not about to keep doing that shit because like I don't like to. I don't want to beg to be wanted. You feel me? So, so I'm we straight. got two different responses after they left brunch. Um, the first one we just kind of talked about. Uh, Lawrence called Issa. He was out in San Francisco for his interview. Said the interview went really well. By the way. So he definitely on on his way. Um, but I still love their chemistry and love their energy too, man. Even on this phone call, like she like, hey, my little San Francisco tree called him rice and and shit. He like, was like uh-huh. nigga was like, nah, nigga, we hamburger helper over here. Like <laughs> that shit funny to be. I, I love their energy, dog. Um, and again, I think it's because through all three prior seasons, we never saw them together happy. We never saw both of them together with their minds right in a good spot. So it's just good to get that energy from them. But then we saw Molly go over to Andrew crib and her reaction to brunch was a little bit different. She walked in and it was, yo, how was brunch? 
I mean, it was cool, you know. Just kind of felt like we was avoiding talking about the shit. And that nigga was like, well, did you bring it up? Andrew kind of say, well, nigga, did you apologize? Because that shit was bold as fuck what you did to that girl. Andrew, like we've been saying, keeps it a buck with Molly every time. That nigga said, yo. So have you ever had a situation where your girl and one of her close friends was beefing and you kind of had to give the advice? Yes. I hate that. I hate it with all my heart. Because it's like nine times out of ten, I don't know your friend that well. But I don't want you to ever think that I'm like on her side. I'm just be I'm trying to give you like the outside looking in response. I'm trying to like, be the I'm trying to be the nigga on this side of the game. Yeah. It's gonna be like, listen, I'm with all the fuck shit, but I wanna exhaust all means. Yeah. So it's can nobody come back to me and say, yo, because of this, that I once I'd have exhausted yeah. all my options, I'm with the fuck ever. You know what I'm like? Yeah. No matter what kind of shit it is, if I didn't exhausted all options, I'm whatever outcome. Because my thing, like, yo, I want you and your friend to be friends the way y'all were friends before I met you. It's easier for me that way. It would be a lot healthier for our relationship if your girls and you never fall out. Because off rip, no matter what, it's going to seem like you got a nigga and now you can't be a good friend to them. And I don't want to be the nigga. Or like you need to go and hang with your friends. Yeah, I don't like relationships where women just lose their friends or niggas either. Because I've seen some of my homeboys do that shit. They get with a girl and it's like, nigga, they you never hang. She was like, I'm the captain now, dog. <laughs> and it's like, all right, nigga, but those never go well either. See you at the reception. I yeah, guess. nigga, <laughs> and it's like, dog, like men and women, like Do you this want ain't me to give you a toast. <laughs> this ain't gender specific. Like when you get a girl or you get a dude. I know we're older. We all mid to late thirties now, for the most part. Um, I get all that. I read something that says like, uh, when you get a new girlfriend, you lose like five percent of your friends or some shit. Nah, like you don't have to. Well, I'm just even like, if that's statistically true, you don't have to. Well, sometimes it may not not on purpose, but like say you and insert friend here hung out one day a week. Yeah, on this particular day. And then that's the only day a week that your girl got to hang out. Yeah. And that's the day that, like, you picking your your man's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like But even in that situation, nigga, you and your man could figure out another day to kick it. And it might not be as frequent as a day a week. That's what happens. But you ain't, that don't mean you lose them, though. Well, see, normally what happens is when the frequency goes down, people's, yeah. it just happens. I just, yo, friendships are healthy when you get in relationships. And what I mean by that is not, yo, everything that happens in your relationship, you bring over to your friends and ask their opinion. Don't do that. That ain't the shit. But you do want to make sure that you still you, nigga. Yeah. Like, and, and your friends, your people who knew you before this relationship, they keep you balanced. They the ones that's going to be around and remind you. If you got something that you need to talk to them about related to your relationship, that's one thing. But in general, don't lose your friendships trying to fucking be in this relationship it shouldn't be like that like your man or your woman should be very cool with you going to kick it with your people whenever you need to go you know what i'm saying still keep your relationship first don't be that nigga who can't lead the boys like dog babe i know uh i know you sick and shit but i know you got this coronavirus and shit yeah no you know what what i'm saying the fellas is smoking right now i'm finna pull up covid 20 is gonna be worse than covid 19 nigga that second round that second round you be all right for this first one. It's 2019. Yeah. It's just the preseason. So Andrew was trying to get Molly Bars like, yo, man, like, 
I hear you. I'm clearly on your side. We always got to reiterate. Like, I'm on your side, babe. But that nigga said, fam, did you bring it up at all? She was like, nah, we ain't even talk about the block part. Why would I bring it up? She fucked up. Same shit she said at her therapist's office. Like, Maybe you should meet her halfway. And that nigga said it. Like, dog, just meet her halfway. Like, fam, she invited you out. Clearly, she wants to talk. But maybe you ain't the easiest person to fucking approach, nigga. So maybe if you met her halfway and brought the combo up, y'all could have got into it a little bit. Because right now, you cold as fuck, nigga. Molly the worst type of person. Molly fake, bro. Because she don't realize how bad she is. Yeah. Like her in the next conversation, same scene. Same scene. Because um, um, Andrew was like, all right, man, well, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this Easter shit anyway, but... She sat down to make a drink. That nigga said, hey, don't get too comfortable. Remember, my brother in town today, Victor, we, he got us tickets to the Clippers. As a peace offering. As a peace offering. He literally said it. As a She was like, oh, why is he? Fam, it's a peace offering. He wants to make up for the shit that happened in Mexico. Boom. It's nothing. Like, let's go to the game. You like the Clippers. You like Kawhi Leonard. Ladies, don't tell your nigga that a famous athlete or actor nigga can get it. Like, just assume that we already think it and we ready to fuck you and him up. But he like, yo, it's a peace offering, dog. It's the Clippers game. She like, mm, I don't really want to, like, disrupt y'all night. Why don't you go and just have a guy's night? Fam, that ain't why he coming. That ain't why we doing this. It's a peace offering. He wants to fucking get to know you and talk to you and, like, be able to be around you better than we were in Mexico. He probably brought the wife. That probably was a two-on-two double date situation. Yep. And now you talking about, can you just go without me? Like, come on, Molly, dog. You not. This is the shit that I be, because I said a few times in the thread, she going to fuck this up with Andrew. You know what's kind of weird to me? Hmm. Andrew gets off the phone every time Molly comes in the room. I did think that. Like, what are you? Now, he was speaking. He always speaking. And he, and he always, like, answer, get off the phone and stands up and yeah, goes. Yeah. Like, that shit. At first, I'm like, oh, that's just. Yeah. That shit look kind of weird. It's like Ghost told Sean, nigga. You hanging up that phone every time you come around. Every time I enter the room. Like, and that nigga Sean said, uh, uh, come on, Uncle G. Like, no, nah, nigga, because you was fucking my wife. And you was, you was talking to Tasha. That's why you was banging the phone every time I came around, nigga. Like, Sean, give me your phone. Sean. Give me your phone. <laughs> but I did notice Andrew did that shit. But this time I assumed he was on the phone with his brother it's talking like about that time, shit. Though. But I did, I've noticed the pattern because he did it at the, the Mexico trip. I think he did it like one more time this season, dog. But I didn't like Molly's kind of brush off of his brother's gesture, dog. Like, that's whole ass shit, bro. It's my brother. It's my brother. The fuck you want me to do about my brother, nigga? She want that nigga to not be his brother ever again. So if y'all don't hold the same views on what you should do in the face of racism, we can never speak again. Cause fam, I feel like yo. Why would we? Why would? Why would every time that we and you have a conversation, why would we talk about racism? It gotta like, be that. Yeah. And yo, if we're around one another again, and some racist shit happened to you this time, I'll have the opportunity to prove that I'm a little less insensitive to your feelings. Or we just won't talk about racism together. But no, you can't help what like if some if they went to the Clippers game and somebody said, "Yeah, y'all Asians is good," but Molly, I need to see a ticket right now. You show this your seat. Like if some shit like that happened yeah. right there when he was on the spot, like he could have been like, "Like them niggas don't live in the same state. They don't. Y'all not gonna interact that much. They don't. You can't be cordial. Yeah, like she could have went to the game. Bottom line, it's nothing else to talk about. She should have went to that fucking game, dog, and she didn't. 
there's a conflict coming, nigga, and we know it, dog. So then we see Issa go over to Nathan Crib. One thing we know right now, Lawrence is out of town. He in San Fran. Issa goes over to Nathan's. Before she walks in, as she's going toward the door, she's kind of practicing how to greet him, right? Because now she like, all right, it's my friend. It's my friend, Nathan. I'm not fucking with him. Like, it's my nigga. Hey, buddy. Hey, she doing all that shit. Knock on the door. That nigga open it up. She literally goes, my nigga. And it was like, um, okay. Then that nigga tried to hug her. And that's when I was like, all right, Issa, now you overdoing it. Because you can still hug this nigga, fam. Like, But like. You she ever, trying to dap him up and shit. But you ever knew somebody wanted to talk to you and wanted more and you, and didn't? you didn't? Yeah. It's a certain like yeah, yeah. you don't like, want you kind of OD trying not to give off a vibe. Yeah. I which I get. I get. But she That shit wild irritating. In dog. Issa fashion, she made it more awkward than it needed to be. Nigga. Wild irritating. Nigga. You know yeah. So she go up in Nathan crib and like it was normal at first. She like, "Yo, where do you need me?" Bro. Oh, man, when she <laughs> called that nigga, bruh, uh, she was like, so, uh, what you need help with, bruh? <laughs> I was like, come on, uh, Ace. She was kind of being obvious with the shit. Hey, but then, you know, like, listen, dog, there's some subtle moves that niggas do yeah, to be like, you to know, let you know, hey. Like, when he in the body, he come over. With he the, was kind of over close. Like, you know, it's one of them. them yeah. Very ambiguous, but subtle shit. The gesture was there, nigga. Like, and I saw, and I wasn't mad at her leaving to go to another box. Because she trying to do this shit right by by my nigga. By uh, by Lawrence. Lawrence, So So she over there, and that nigga like, yeah, you know, you can help me unpack the boxes. Woo, woo, woo. And they get to kind of talking. He got a little overclosed. She went over to another box. And then she just kind of threw it out there. She say, yo, um, so I just wanted to tell you to keep it a buck. Keep it two Virgils. Gotta keep it two Virgils. You gotta keep it two Virgils with niggas. She said, hey, I started kind of seeing my ex again. That nigga response lit my rumor. That nigga said. this is where the episode really took a turn. And got great. And got great. Yeah. Because I was like, hindsight being 2020, he had two different moves. Yeah, he did. Bipolar as fuck. (laughs) You know what Nigga. And then that was, then he started like, Throwing jabs at oh that's the nigga you cheated on low key bipolar that's the name of this episode low key bipolar nigga and when I I was like fam for that to be the first thing out the gate that nigga said oh homie you cheated on I was like oh shit this nigga Nate in a bag nigga like, Nate is in a bind because <laughs> I'm like oh shit like no I'm yeah. thinking like no don't do this nigga. yeah that that was the wrong direction I was like, to go no, Nate don't do this you wanted more from Nate and then she started shooting she shots. was like um yeah well you know we talked about that and we in a lot different space now and then that nigga said mm, I don't know he seemed kind of sometimey and I'm sitting there thinking like nigga so did you motherfucker. Cause nigga, <laughs> like, like, well, at least he uses words. Yeah. So, and she threw the jab out there, cause she had the jab back, nigga. Like Nate threw like three jabs, so she came back with one. Like, well, at least he uses his words and doesn't just disappear. I like that she was sticking up for Lawrence. I I did. I liked the energy, but then Nate hit her with that bomb. Nate said, "Look, fam, I ain't just disappear. I know I told you I was just depressed when I went back to Houston, but I found out I'm bipolar, like for real, diagnosed, nigga. I got that shit." I do think that for him to, and this is not to diminish bipolarism at all, I do think they could have been said that it didn't need to be like a big reveal in this moment. Because I'm like, we kind of already was thinking 
that's what the mental health issue was. Like we was in that range. Like we ain't know for sure it was bipolarism, but so um I watched the after talk. I couldn't find Doug. I was looking for that shit all day. Little T yeah. uh, after happy hour or whatever. And they pretty much said like we just had like we wanted to bring it up, but we wanted to find like a clever way to bring it up where mm. it doesn't be like because it really didn't fit in any of the other episodes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we know it needed to be discussed. Yeah. So we, they pretty much had to, to create a way to say, to bring that up. I'm bipolar. Yeah. Not, yo, I was dealing with some issues. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I just, it felt like uh, ah moment, but it was kind of like, well, it was that's a, what I thought. It was yeah. a high to Issa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew it, right? Because he dropped it on her and she said, and then, oh, damn. like her tone changed. To me. Andrew told Molly it was having mental yeah, health yeah. issues, so I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So he dropped that. You know, I found out I'm for real bipolar, man, and you know, I'm just kind of learning to deal with it. And she was like, man, thank you for sharing, and I'm sorry that I didn't recognize it. And I'm like, all right, you see, that's not your job. You knew that nigga for you a gotta week. Apologize. Yeah, you and you knew him for a week. Like, how would you have recognized his bipolar? He didn't know it. I nigga. thought he did. He was like, you know, I had to learn. I had to learn how to live with it. Yeah, um, yeah. And to think I wasn't crazy. I didn't want people thinking great. So, like, I couldn't be with some new woman, and I don't know how to live with this yet. Yeah, and yeah. And now do I, do I take medication? Do yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nate was keeping it real with her, man. And um, I thought that the discussion was needed. Obviously, within a 30-minute show, you ain't going to get the full brunt of that level of discussion, but I thought the way they handled it was cool. Um, then he mentioned that, um, like, he picked... And he wanted certain people in his to be life. in his life. Now that he knows yeah. he's bipolar, yeah, and he want. And even though, and this was I like, okay, Nate, I, I still fuck with Nate, yeah, because he clearly like, yo, you you fucking with old boy again, cool, yeah. cool, cool. But I still want you in my life because you cool, you good people, and you a good person. And I kind of started, and, and hey. I kind of jump started your career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and it got back joking and shit. And yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed that they energy because it started off like, oh shit, it went. He went straight to homie you cheated on but then by the end of the conversation it was back and i was like, all right that was kind of low-key bipolar but you like uh just because i can't fuck no more don't mean you ain't gonna move these boxes yeah <laughs> but what we see in the preview for next week much as nate want to be friends and want her in her life in his life nate hit her with the yo so i thought i should tell you how i feel oh man and so, all right, Issa suffers from what a lot of people suffer from. She ain't no, she's not alone nice guy in this. syndrome. Not just that, in general, because it ain't just with dudes. Issa wants everybody to like her. That's why you're still pining for a friendship with Molly, who clearly doesn't want to be friends with you yeah. right now in the way that y'all deserve to be friends. That's why you're still trying to keep Nate around. Who, yo, you knew this nigga for a week. Y'all had a spark when y'all started, but then it went garbage. He ghosted. You got an explanation. And it was a good explanation. Cool. But it's also like, fam, you had no obligation to continue to try to develop anything with that nigga. You really don't even know this nigga. You don't know him at all. But I said it a few weeks ago. She felt like because she called him and got that favor from Andrew. Now, because look, when the nigga called her and said, yo, I heard about your block party, whoop, 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 she wasn't calling that nigga back. But then lost schoolboy Q an hour later. And then it was like, Molly wouldn't do the favor for you. All right, the only other way I can get this favor done, I got to call this nigga back. Then after Molly said, yo, you a user and da, 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 it was almost like an obligation to, no, I want right. him to know I don't be using people and I ain't use him. And she said it. 
if you ever need a favor from me, I got you. And it's like, uh, he said, you don't really have to be that man friend like that, dog. But the fact that she wants everybody to like her, she going to fuck this up with Nathan and Lawrence. I see it coming. Because next week when Nathan say, yo, I can't front, dog. I like you. I want to be more than friends. She going to go for it and they going to start some shit. He might even fuck. She ain't least uh, Lauren's girlfriend again. Well, it sounds like Issa is about to make a decision on who she's about to be with. And Lawrence probably going to go to San Francisco. And I think this. See, I think this is where I think the conflict is going to come. I had just written this in the thread. So I want to say it here. I think Lawrence is going to say, I turn that job down. I want to stay in L.A. with you. And he going to say that right after she fucked Nate, after Nate say, I like you. I don't think she fucking Nate. She fucking Nate. No, I think so. She I think it's, remember I said it. I think it's going to be more of a, um, a situation where she going to have to choose on like who she want to be with. Both or going to if she don't fuck to your point, if she don't fuck Nate and it just comes down to Lawrence or Nate, which way do I want to go? I think she's going to feel like after after Nate says, yo, I like you and I want to be more than friends. Or I can't just be a friend, whatever the fuck he say. She going to be like, well, damn, seem like Lawrence is about to move to San Fran. So maybe I can do this shit with Nate and not hurt Lawrence. Like I can just and then I feel like Lawrence is going to be like, you know what, dog? I want to be with you. And then she going to be left in a bind like, oh, shit, this nigga ain't going nowhere. Now I got to choose. Either way, I feel like Issa going to drop the bag because this ain't made. This is a prime like time for Issa to fuck up. This is what she fucks up. Is situations like this. Like, yes, in this episode, she was being honest. She was honest with Lawrence about Nate. She was honest with Nate about Lawrence. I don't know, man. We didn't... I don't know what these motherfuckers got in store for us, to be perfectly honest. It's also true, because we didn't see her and Lawrence getting... Her and Lawrence getting back together, period. Not just last week, but this whole them reconnect caught me off guard like a month. I didn't think they was going this direction. And just look, think about the direction that the show has been going the last, say, three episodes. Yeah. Um, I just don't see them hitting us with a, I don't with a, a standard season one, season yeah. two Issa moment. But here's why I think they will, because I think it's gonna be that yo, we finally growing, we finally in a good spot, we finally like got our shit together, we communicating properly, and then I feel like she's gonna maybe she don't fuck Nate, maybe she kiss him in that moment, and then get back with Lawrence and never says anything about it, but never tells Nathan she got back with Lawrence. I don't know. She gonna drop this ball. That should be whack. That'd be like that'll be some some. They gonna full circle this dog. That'd be some like TV sitcom weak shit. But that's what I feel like they already on by even getting them back together. It feel like yo y'all trying to put a pretty little bow on this shit and bring these niggas back together when in real life they never needed to. That date last week could have ended after the art show and niggas could have went home and they could have been good and I would have been happy. I never needed them to fuck or get back to liking one another. Like, I ain't saying I'm mad at it. I just never needed it for their storylines to continue forward. But now I feel like y'all tried to TV it and make it like, oh, everybody does get back together and have a moment. No, everybody does. Well, no. A lot of niggas do. There is some after breakup. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we got back together and we kicked it for about a month or so. Like, ultimately, I don't think they're going to end up together. Yeah, we're going to see. Will that be because she fucks it up? We'll find out. I think she's going to drop this bag. But all that to say, her and Nate kind of ended that convo on a better note. Like, yo, we're going to be friends because I do want you in my life, even though you backdating your nigga. Like, I'm okay with that. I Clearly, he's lying, but sometimes niggas say what they need to say in a moment to get out of that moment. 
And then we fast forward to fucking uh, Molly and Andrew. I didn't understand what Molly, I mean, what when Molly and Issa was at lunch. Yeah. And they were leaving about, hey, let's do this again sometime. And she, when she was like, oh, yeah, I'm be move, helping Nate move. I thought she was asking her to come over there and ha- I forgot that them niggas live together. I'm so, like, I yeah, thought that yeah, was a yeah, weird yeah. comment. Like, what? You yeah, wanna, you it made to- sense later. Like, yeah. I think she was giving her the heads up. I might be over there, just FYI, because I'm helping Nate move. Like, I'm thinking, like, are you asking her to come help you move yeah. Nate stuff? It was very strange when you don't remember I, that they live together. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, that's a weird statement. Because till this episode, we never heard anything of Nate moving out yeah. either. So it all all of it just kind of felt random. Like, wait, that nigga leaving? Like, what the fuck's going on? And we don't is Molly moving in? Like we never see Molly at they play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always at her. Like I, the I only just, time we seen her over there was the episode she went over there to apologize to Andrew. Yeah, that was it. So, so like I didn't. I I'm think I thought that was weird until this scene. I'm like, oh. So before we even get uh, Issa and Nate over there, Molly came in with food. It was a conflict right at the top of the scene that I don't think a lot of people caught. Molly walked in with some Chinese food, two big ass bags of fancy Chinese. She like, yo, I got, we got more uh, crab rangoon again, like da da da. And that nigga Andrew say, I thought we was getting Indian. She was like, yeah, I know you like that spot, but last time we got that nine, it was nah. And if you looked at that nigga face, he wasn't cool with that. Like, fam, we discussed, we discussed dinner. Literally decided on a spot, and then you just came in here and said, "I know you like that spot, but nah, my nigga." Well, get, you get something else, nigga. I Fam, want I wanted what I asked you for, and what we decided we was getting. Like, what the fuck? And he really did look like, dog, for real. Like, you just gonna play me like that? That was conflict number one. Conflict number two, she jumps around that shit after she said, "Yeah, I got Chinese, so fuck off." She was like, "How was that Clippers game with your brother?" And he was like. It was real good. The seats was crazy. Like, we had a great time. But it was awkward that you weren't there. And she was like, oh, well, why? Molly, he invited us. He got tickets for me and you. Like, this wasn't supposed to be me and him brothering it up. And that shit ain't free. Nigga, like, he invited us. This was a peace offering for us, nigga. And she was like, yeah, well, you know whatever and that nigga was like i lied and told him you had to work i ain't asked you to lie for me well what the fuck you put me in an awkward situation fam what i was gonna tell that nigga she's yeah, still she mad she's not fucking with you no more forever yeah and he was like and then he asked like so is this gonna be forever yeah like you're just never gonna speak to my brother again and she was like mm, well why would you ask me to do something you knew would make me uncomfortable fam that's called being in a relationship sometimes you have to be the bigger person it's called being an adult you're not always fam that's called getting up and going to work at a job where half the firm didn't even like you when you first went there. You ain't quit your job. You fucking sucked it up and you made a better situation out of it, dog. So don't tell me you don't know how to act appropriately when you already done it. You just ain't doing it for me and my shit because you look at my brother like he fucking a throwaway, nigga. And it's like, fam, that's how many times Andrew got to say, that's my brother. And it's not okay with me. I'm a draw line. Yes, disrespecting my family. Yeah. is draw- I'm drawing the line in the sand. Yeah, because yo, just like Again, just like I said, yo, uh, fucking had Issa come at her the same way, um, the way that she said she wanted him to, or she wanted Issa to, she probably still would have rejected the same way that she rejected Andrew's brother. Nigga, Molly, I checked my brother. 
in Mexico, when you said, yo, you need to talk to your brother, I did talk to him. And guess what, though? Y'all had a difference of opinion. He ain't never called you out your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't never disrespect you personally. You called him out his name. And you said, fuck you. disrespecting him personally. He asked questions. Yeah. He never made a statement. His questions were insensitive in that moment. And could have, yo, they could have been worded better or they could have just been asked at a different time. Were they insensitive in that moment? They were. Because it's a certain point, just like with these white people right now or with the Trinas, for instance. Sometimes you just got to think. Don't talk emotionally. And he was in like a, yo, this is great for politics. Like he was on some like, hmm, this is a great debate to have. And it's like, this ain't the moment for a debate. Let her be mad, bro. He was looking at it as two minorities are speaking on racism or whatever. I can have this conversation too. She didn't even recognize him as a minority. Mm-mm. She and said a lot of shit. And that's offensive. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking about it like, oh, here's a here's a chance for, hey, me, uh, Protestant white male, to jump in and have a conversation but about black lives But you got to read the room. You can't look at that moment and be like, yo, here's a great chance for me to debate with her while she pissed off about being interacted with in a, in a racially insensitive moment. I'm going to throw a race debate out. Like, nigga, read the room, dog. Like, even if you want to have them, them questions... Ask him later, nigga. Right now, she just feel like she got disrespected based on her race. Nigga, this ain't the time to be like, yo, is that really how be. black people feel? It might be. Because this the nigga that this the woman that my 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 brother, mm-hmm. my little brother mm-hmm. that I've been the protector of is about to be with. I want to know what kind of person she is. I want to know her values and blah blah blah. Now, whether that's I want to know. Shit. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you want to know. The mate that that insert loved one here, what they think about certain shit. Cause yeah. you you about to be my fucking sister in law, possibly. Yeah, or you gonna be around my family, or you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's a combo that could have been had. I think the moment he tried to have it was where he fucked up. But again, Andrew, she said, "Yo, you need to talk to your brother." He did. Your brother needs to apologize. He did. Your brother even went over and beyond and made a really fucking healthy gesture Ma- getting Molly should apologize to the brother. To the brother, yeah. And Molly and the should sister. apologize to Andrew. Because you said y'all niggas ain't no fucking minorities. Oh, but you a good one though. Oh, told that nigga, yo, you ain't like them. You ain't like them. That's the most offensive shit that yeah. was said out there. Yeah. She um she got very wild with her attitude. But again, that's also a reason you can't debate a motherfucker when they flying off the handle mad. Cause now they gonna say some offensive shit because they think you being offensive. Now everybody's fucking offended. All that to say, that's my brother, dog. Like, and when he asked her straight up, yo, are you gonna be like this forever? And she said, mm, nigga, I was uncomfortable, da da da. Like that's Molly, you gotta grow up, dog. You got to grow up, nigga. You don't have to like every family member of mine. That's not, that's fine, nigga. Especially knowing that mm, you ain't even bring me to your family Thanksgiving because you was like, I don't know if he ready for that. Because you know he could have walked into, we know how black families are. You bring somebody over from another race. It can go left, nigga. It can go left when you bring a same race person over. But this is his heart. A giant family function? Possibly. Man. Nigga, this your mom and your daddy and your brother. Oh, I, I already said she should have brought the nigga to you Thanksgiving. Like, but more important, she let Issa get in her head with that one, with the little comment, oh, you just going to molly and fuck it up. And then it was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't. And it's like, fam, or you going to bring him over and it's going to be a good time. But she don't ever think like that. The same way she looking at, mm, I could have went to the Clippers game and it could have been a good time, but she don't think like that. She thinks, I'm going to go to this game. He going to say some offensive shit. I'm going to snap on dog. Fuck I that nigga. And it's just like, that. dog, it's a problem. But before they argument got popped off, 
because it was happening. We was headed that direction. Nate and Issa walk in. And they was like, hey, you know, sorry, we showed up a little early. We wanted to come get some of these boxes. Continue getting this shit out of here. Our bad. Then they randomly sang It's So Cold in a D, which I didn't get to place me. It was funny, but I was like, why? Yeah. It was random. It So I had to rewind Maybe it. like the room was cold, nigga? Was no, that what they said? No, they said saying? something about the food being chilly. Then it was like, mm. oh, it's so cold in a D. How the fuck but are we I, supposed to keep peace? <laughs> I was like, I'm mad that you know that song. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wasn't, oh, uh, I wasn't a fan. Oh, shit. I forgot I got a script. My bad for my hand. <laughs> I've been. Oh, and they just called from the uh, pharmacist like, "Hey, yo, nigga, you coming to pick this up?" Or, um, anyway. So, Andrew and uh and Molly kind of, you know, they a little shaken up because they was about to argue, and then it's like, oh, these niggas walked in. But then Molly kind of looked at Andrew on some. Look, I can do something I'm not comfortable with. That was lit. She was doing it to prove a point. She wasn't doing it genuinely. She goes, well, why don't y'all come in? I just bought a ton of food. Like, if y'all ain't ate, nigga, come have dinner with us, dog. And Issa tried to do the modest, like, no, nah, we already ate and da-da-da. And, and that nigga Nate was like, no, nah, I'm hungry than a motherfucker, dog. We finna eat. And they came in, and it seemed like it was a good time for a minute, dog. They ate. They laughed. They was kicking it. I ain't gonna lie. This moment... Before it went left, I was like, oh, this ain't good for the dog Lawrence. Cause they right now they having a foursome moment. Uh, I wasn't anything about I that, thought man. about that. Like it was it was that scene after they kind of did the overhead shot of the food. They panned and it was like Nate leaning back on the couch, Issa on the on the little chair, Molly and Andrew. And I was like, oh shit, this is what Lawrence can't compete with. This foursome moment. And I was like, I hope this shit don't. I wasn't expecting the conflict that came. I thought Nate and Issa was going to have a moment. You don't think Lawrence? Because Lawrence a pretty. Lawrence a cool ass nigga. But you ain't cooler than Andrew Boy. You would never be his man like that. I think Andrew and um, what you call it get along just fine. I think they'll get along because Lawrence is cool. But you ain't never my nigga Nate. You This is my roommate, my dog. We've been living together. I know about his mental health. Like this is my brother. You would never be my brother. You will be cool. Because Lawrence is cool. He ain't a whole ass yeah. nigga. But nigga, whoo, that moment, that foursome, that's what they wanted. That's why Nate introduced Molly to Andrew. Because nigga, I wanted to create this little circle right here. And that's like the dream, right? Where not necessarily where you and your girl and your boy and his girl are all best friends, but that we can have a moment like this where this couple, this couple, and me and my girl, we all get along and this shit look great. And for a minute, it was looking great, dog. And then um, had a little awkward moment where they was talking about old school shit and Issa old apartment and games they used to play. And then Issa was, oh, you remember them drinking games? Da da da. So they brought celebrity first of height. all, celebrity heights is getting played at all functions moving forward. I can fuck with it. Now, granted, replace take a drink with take a shot because they were sipping champagne. Like that's no, we're taking shots of alcohol, but we playing celebrity heights, nigga. Man, I kind of hate taking shot games. Like I like tickets. I don't know. Sometimes that shit be I'm be I'm be down. Sometimes depending on who you play with. Like all right, nigga, relax. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drink tonight, no matter what. Like some niggas do be too hyped to get you folded. Yeah, like relax. Mm, Dude, right, I want to have a good time tonight, but <laughs> give me molester vibes, nigga. <laughs> like relax, Chauncey. But we gonna be here all night. I'm gonna get drunk. Them niggas was like, yo, man, you remember Celebrity Heist? Whoop, whoop, whoop. And it seemed like a good little memory. And then Nate was like, should we play? 
And it got kind of awkward for a second. And Molly was like, or Issa had that moment. She was like, oh, no, we don't have to. If y'all getting tired, like, we can dip. Molly was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's play. Doing that little weird look. Yeah, she had that look with Andrew. And she was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's play, nigga. And they got into it. And it started off. She was going. They did round one. It was fun. Bernie Sanders. About the little carpet. Yeah. But they ran out of drinks on round one. So that nigga Andrew was like, oh, don't worry about it. I got another bottle. We'll pop that. So he go to get the bottle, and when he walks away, he looked at Molly and kind of winked at her, and she smiled. And it was like everything she said in that text she sent him was said in that moment when they looked at one another. He winked. She smiled. It was like, yo, I see you trying. And she was like, you see it? And that was it. She ain't need to send this text, dog. But in true Molly fashion, she had to send him a text to, to get her acknowledgement. Look, look at me. I'm doing good. I'm being a good friend. And she sent the text. See, I'm trying with her. But she sent it to Issa. Golly, dog. You ever did that? I feel like I have. I I can't pinpoint a moment, but I feel like, yeah, I've sent a text to the wrong person talking about that person. And it was like, what the fuck? I'm almost certain I've done that with some people I'm in a group chat with. Yeah. And it's like, dog, look at this fuck ass. You gotta play. You gotta play that shit. <laughs> yeah. up. like because I was like, this was the best. nigga. This you gotta the, keep it going. This is the best line of that movie. Yeah, and you it's seen like Training Day Part Two. No, nigga, I got the executive. Fit. <laughs> you had you had them boosy chips. <laughs> fucking mo- the mo- Migos chips mixed with the boosy chips is fire, nigga. The dab with a ranch, woo, uh, Master P. And it's like, all right, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? So. Issa looked up. Now, if you was Issa, would you have said something in this moment or you'd have got up and left like she did? <laughs> um, I'd dip. I'm probably going to say something in a moment. Because I want to do this right now. Like, let's just talk. Let's get. And granted, they went outside and they talked anyway. No, she, she, I mean, she sent her. I mean, like, y'all don't think this was. Yeah, she said. And she said, yo. Because I'm hurt. I'm not trying to have a conversation. Yeah. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out. She literally t- walked out crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hurt. She said, I don't think you meant that for me. And Molly said, oh, shit. And Issa just popped up. Andrew came back down with the bottle, and Issa was like, you know what? I'm going to go. And nigga Nate said, um, peace? <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? She ran out. Molly's like, I got this, y'all. I got this. And she I ran after that, her. I hate that Molly put on our heels. Oh, did she? I didn't even notice that. She was standing out there with both heels on. Like, walk outside. Run out there and get your friend. Dog. Like, she literally put on heels. Get your friend, dog. Because, like, while they was having the conversation, like, why is she immaculately dressed? Yeah. Like, so, Molly goes out after her. And Molly hit Issa with, she had a Condola moment. When You remember when Condola asked Lawrence, if Issa never cheated on you, would y'all still be together? Motherfucker. If I never put on this beater and went outside when it was 90 degrees, would I still be hot? Nigga, I don't know. Probably. But Molly goes outside. She says, yo, I just think that the person I'm becoming and the person you becoming don't mix. And Issa said, okay. Molly go, okay. What the fuck did you want her to say? Like, Doug, what was Molly's expectations in this moment? Issa was just standing here basically saying, I'm walking on eggshells because I'm afraid. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And then she was like crying. Yeah. Well, I just kind of feel like the person that you are and the person I am don't match. Yeah. What you want me as a... Like, how many... Listen, dog. I'm not a giant fan of rejection. It happens to the best of us. Facts. But I'm not signing up for the shit multiple times. Facts. And it's like, yo, hi, I'm Issa. I just asked you to brunch. I also 
gave you a heads up that I was going to be coming over here helping Nate move because I knew that we might bump into one another again. And I just sat here and we was playing my fucking drinking game. Like, I've been trying to be cool since we, because here's the thing, like we just said, sometimes you don't talk about some shit that needs to be discussed. Sometimes you just kind of let it hang in the air until it goes away and you hope it goes away. And then maybe you try to fix your behavior so the shit didn't come back up again. And now it's like stacked up shit. I was trying to do that because it never seemed like you really wanted to have this discussion. It seemed like you wanted our friendship to be over. So why the fuck the first thing that happened when we fucking uh, finally seemed like we getting back together. Nigga, you want credit for, hey, look, I'm trying with her. Huh? Like, don't talk about me. Behind. I mean, I, clearly I know you have a conversation with your boyfriend. Which you you going pillow talk. You going pillow talk. This shit seemed different. Dog, that was a whole ass. This seemed patronizing. That was a very whole. And you know what's funny? Look over there, being all confident because I'm letting her laugh at our joke. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny? I thought about this shit. Um, I said, dog, it's funny how one word could change shit. Look, or if she'd have said, "See, we're trying," it's a whole different fucking text. If that would have mistakenly went to Issa, Issa would have been. She probably would have looked up and smiled like. It's my nigga, dog. Like, we trying. We trying. But saying, see, I'm trying with her. Now you done made her a fucking... Her? Her? Who, nigga, as my dad says all the time when you're talking about him and he's right there, who the fuck is him? My dad was saying that way before Bernie Mac, nigga. Who the fuck is him, nigga? I'm right here. Who the fuck is her? And why you... You don't got to try shit with me, dog. I felt you in that moment. But like you said, she was hurt, too. It wasn't anger. Fam, like, I'm really... Because while you bragging about trying with me, nigga, I'm trying. I've been trying. I'm actually trying. I'm physically trying to fucking save our friendship. And you the one that cussed me the fuck out at my event. At my event. You ruined the end of my event. For asking a nigga who I used to be fucking, if he can help. Yeah. Me. So I just didn't get what Molly wanted in that moment. Or what she thought Issa's She's response so would be. offended. Okay. Like, Issa, you're just okay with our friendship being... And it's like, fam, you just told me our friendship... You just made it up. All I did was say, fuck it, I agree with you, dog. Because I'm not finna stand here and keep fighting for you. You literally just told me our shit don't mesh no more. And how do our friendship not mesh when, yo, we was just meshing? The problem was, you were being fake and I was being genuine. That's where we weren't meshing, nigga. Because if you really didn't want me sitting here, you ain't need to do me no favors, dog. Me and Nate didn't ask for dinner, nigga. At brunch, y'all could have been like... You know, um, yo, this was really cool and all, man. But um, we kind of avoided the the elephant in the room. Yeah. Man. You know, I don't think this is this is gonna work moving forward. Yeah. We don't even feel comfortable enough to even discuss it. Yeah. So, uh, no hard feelings. I yeah. still love you like a sister and all that. But I think you know we should just take a break. Cause they both said, "I love you." I still love her. I still love her. That's still my friend. She told her therapist, that's Issa. My best friend. It's my best friend. So the love is still there. But, dog, sometimes the love is there and the relationship ain't. And that's okay. But you got to talk that out. You can't fucking fake exist like, yo, shit's cool. And it ain't, dog. And that's what we got, man. Issa jumped in the fucking Uber, the Lyft, and she got the fuck out of Dodge, dog. And I think Molly, she need to get checked when she go back in that house, dog. Oh, I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen next week. That conflict, yeah, I could see it because it definitely looked like Molly and Andrew having a moment. Because what she said in the preview, she said, uh, "I let go of shit all the time." 
And I'm certain if she talking to Andrew, he going to be like, nigga, what have you let go? You ain't let go of the shit with Issa. You didn't let go of the shit with my brother. You didn't let go of the shit with fucking Condola. You didn't let go of fucking Latoya. You didn't let go. Like, fam, what have you let go? What have you let go? You ain't let go of shit. You ain't been a bigger person once. It's beef all the time. That's a you problem. That ain't a me problem, dog. And I feel like he going to check her out. But I also feel like she finna lose this nigga, Andrew, mm-hmm. about this shit with her brother or his brother, 100%. Because, fam, that Issa thing is one thing. My brother, you acting the same way like you was acting with her. Fam, you being fake. I don't like the person you are. Fam, if you cut Issa off, you definitely going to cut my brother off. And if you will cut my brother off, you will cut me off. It's simple as that. Nigga, how many relationships you been in? Not even relationships. How many women you dated where you fucking had to meet a friend or a family member who you wasn't really feeling? Fam, it's the longest relationship that you've been in and we ain't, in it. We ain't been in a year. Fam. That's a fucking tri- That's trife. This that's your you. longest relationship. Y'all ain't been in it a year. And yet you this combative. You did. And nigga, my brother literally extended a fucking peace offering. A good one, by the way. Good seats at Staples. Them ain't cheap. And this what you want to do? Nah. Yeah, dog. Andrew Trash. ain't going. Andrew going to tell her straight up. Nigga, we through, man. Trash. So what you think going into this final episode, man? I hope Andrew breaks up with Molly. <laughs> uh, I hope Molly apologizes and goes back to Issa because she going to be the one to have to make that call. Yeah. And um, I hope. Um, yeah, it's officially out of Issa's hands to make that relationship work. Um, And I kind of hope that. um. Lawrence gets the job in San Fran. He goes, um, or he if they say, I don't know. I don't know how how that's gonna play out. But I ain't gonna lie, the San Francisco shit threw me for. I didn't expect that to be where we were. Like Lawrence might possibly move, um, or at least have that option in front of him. Um, as far as Molly and Issa go, uh, to your point, it's on Molly to. Extend the olive branch now. Issa's done. She don't have to do no more. She tried, and you fucked up, Molly. So on some real shit though, if it's between Daniel and Nate Lawrence, you I mean, mean yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck Daniel. If it's Shout between Daniel. Lawrence and Nate, yeah, like I think she owes it to herself to go see if the shit will work out with Lawrence. Yeah, I think she wants. So here's where I think Issa's gonna be conflicted if it comes down to who do I choose, Nate or because we even see. So all right, here's why I said I knew it was a fucking reason I connected. Why I think that it's gonna go a little bit further with Nate and she gonna be dishonest about it with Lawrence or not bring it up or whatever, nigga. The scene where they showed her next week going to the barbershop and he like, hey, buddy, it's Issa. Issa, this everybody. Nobody speaks to her. Funny as shit, by the way. <laughs> she say, oh, maybe they tired. Here's where I think it's going to fuck up. This is one of the moments, nigga, you literally told Lawrence, yo, a guy I used to talk to who I'm still cool with, I told him I would help him move. Now you kind of extending that friendship into, because it's like, yo, I don't got no problem with you being cool with the nigga. That's fine. Why you at the barbershop? Like, what's the purpose? You was helping him move. You had already committed to it. Cool. Whatever. We ain't expect whatever happened between us to happen. Why are you at the barbershop? Well, we don't know why she had the barbershop yet. <laughs> but I feel like, that right there is Issa trying again. Like you, tr- everybody got to be happy. It can't. You can't just walk away from something. And that's how niggas end up cheating. It's just because they want everybody to be happy. They don't know how to tell them no. It's that's not a fact. their fault. They just want to be nice. That's a fact. Um, Shout out to East. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real though. Um, and it's something that people have to learn from, right? You got to fucking 
realize, nigga, you ain't got to engage, you ain't got to involve, you ain't got to get involved in those conversations. Like, yo, nigga, you can be cool. Here's the thing. If you got an ex or somebody you used to date or somebody you was getting physical with, whatever the case, that person doesn't automatically need to be non-existent in your life just because you get a girl or a dude. What they do need to be is told, yo, nigga, I think we, we ain't got to do that no more. I think oftentimes we overestimate our ability to separate emotions and friendships. Mm. Oh, I can just be friends with this person because blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you may go into some shit with the, the greatest of intentions and yeah. something else happened. And yeah. I think we over, we over, we give ourselves too much credit. And then you find yourself in a situation that you that, don't need to be in that if you would have just not put yourself in that situation, yeah. it would not have happened. Yeah. But oh, because 100%. you, continue to be around somebody and do this and that situations can come a come but you should have just took the like just get the fuck out you of gotta debt it and i think with Issa specifically having already cheated before if you're going to tr try to make it work with lawrence nigga you gotta realize yo i nate can be cool but i need to put a firm solid this ain't happening i'm with this nigga period because I can't blow this a second time. How you feel about people who tell you they ain't in a relationship and then you go profess your love to them? I think that's kind of weak. That's kind of like, it's not like, no, we was together for this long yeah. time. And before you get on this plane, I got to explain this shit. Yeah. Like, fam, this not a thing. Nate's chance to profess his love was right when he said, yo, I've evaluated the people I want in my life and I want you to be one of them. If it was some romantic feelings behind that, that was your convo to roll right into. Don't wait on... No, you, the chance was her birthday when you dipped, when Molly told you to go home instead of... And then you seen her that night. Yeah. Because they got back together on, on that, like, next... Or at the end of that episode. You remember he came back over and apologized. Yeah. And she, he was like, you know, whatever. Can I get another chance? She was like, nigga, I don't know. That was your chance to profess your love. To your point. Don't wait till I'm in love to tell me you love me, nigga. That's not fair, dog. It's very unfair. And I think 100% Nate's finna do it. And like, why would you? Because what else would he want to say to her when he say, "Yo, I, I feel like I need to tell you how I feel." You ain't fucking Dwayne Wayne, okay? You and that's not Willie Gilbert. Facts. Byron um, is coming through the door. It's like, nah. <laughs> nigga, like that's not fair, dog. And I also think, again, that is going to be where Issa drops the ball because no matter what Nathan says or how she responds to it. She doesn't want to hurt Nate. She don't want, now. Oh, I, now I know he bipolar. Now I don't want to send him on a episode or I whatever. Don't know, I don't know how much I'm tied to that though. Ideally, you may think that because she said I don't want black, but I don't know how much she's tied to that shit. Yeah. Especially with how this season been going. Yeah, you know. What yeah, I'm, saying? I'm. I'm interested though. Like I said, the um, because what it looked like too, uh, on the episode, the preview for next week, we saw her and Lawrence walk through the farmers market. They kissed. They shared a moment. And we see Andrew and Molly at a, a little dinner function or whatever, a little happy hour function, whatever. They kiss. They share the moment. And then we see both of them look like they end up in some type of conflict. And it's like, dog, I'm very curious what this San Francisco shit looks like. Because here's my thing. And here's why I was like, damn, I wish they wouldn't have like kind of just quickly got away from that question when she said, yo, you, what about San Francisco at the beginning? Because what is the plan if we are going to try to figure this out? Like, are we going to do the long distance thing? Like, are we built for that? Can we rebuild our relationship let long me, distance? Let me get the job first. Because we about to have this conversation about 
I may not even get the fucking job. Let me get the interview first. But that's where I felt like his follow up with, yo, like, you know, what is this? Like him kind of bringing that. Because that matter, whether you get the job or not, whatever this is, we got to figure out if it's something. But it, if I don't got the job, we're about to have an unnecessary conversation. Because if this yeah. happens to something, then it don't fucking matter what happens in the future. We together. You know what I'm saying? But like. I feel like that he. I don't want to put no pressure on this situation because now there's a there's a looming. I got a looming edict date, so now you may make a decision. Let's get to get like I don't want all that pressure. It because now that's you're not making maybe a, the San Fran convo can wait till he gets the job or at least gets a fucking like yo even after him having that final interview and saying I think it went really well. Now this is something to discuss, but. Saying, yo, we what is this? And we need to figure out what this is. And, oh, shit, it's whatever you want it to be. And I, y'all well, he, can't leave that gray area, well, he, dog. He, he asked, what do you want he it to be? He asked her, what do you want it to be? And she just kind of jumped to Condola, nigga. Well, like, well, shit, like, do you got some pus- vagina out here? But that's a definitely a different conversation than two. But we got to have one of them. What I'm saying is, it's a different, it's two totally different statements if I say, it's whatever you want it to be, yeah. or what do you yeah. want it to be? Either way, we got to have that come. Because to your point, yo, he asked her directly, what do you want this to be? Nigga, tell me. Because right now, Issa, nigga, all right. In that moment, Nate had just texted you. That's where this convo even started from. Now you thinking, oh, shit, you don't want to confirm nothing with Lawrence till you figure out if you want this Nate shit. And it's like, I'm not mad at her wondering about Nate because that's the thing. You had a vibe with a nigga for a short period and then the nigga dipped. You might be curious about whether that vibe was something real or not. The vibe with Lawrence, you know, is real. You never thought you would get a second chance to get it again. Now you got it. She going to drop this ball one way or the other, dog. I don't see her not mm. fumbling, nigga. And if she don't be careful, she going to fumble both. Real talk. I see her fumble both bags, nigga. We'll find out. We definitely going to find whatever, out, man. Whatever happens next week is going to set up the final season, which is next season. I definitely could see next season being final only because I don't see them bringing that back spring next year. Fam, we, 20 more episodes, dog? Come on, fam. Oh, they could have had 20 more episodes, no. but they don't want to expand on none of them other characters. They wanted to, they liked a nice little TV bowl. And that's fine. Like, it's cool. But you can't get, because if they really wanted to expand this shit, Lawrence could have a, a real non Easter relationship. We would see more about Tiffany. We would see more about Kelly. They don't want to do none of that. They want to keep it nice and tight to where it is. And that's cool. But if you keep it nice and tight on what it is, you can't stretch this two more seasons. You only get one more out of this. So all that said, man, this episode was fire. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good follow-up. I was worried, like, oh, shit, after last week, how they going to follow this up? Are they going to mess it up? They didn't. This shit was on point, man. Y'all let us know what y'all thought. Follow us um, on Facebook, uh, all the socials at This Week in Culture. On uh, Facebook, we got the thread popping on my personal page. If you don't see it. Go join the group and then you can find me in the group and just add me and come join in. Let us know what y'all thoughts are on the episode. Let us know what y'all think about the pod after you listen, man. As always, I'm Ant. That's Jay. This Week in Culture, episode 102. We'll see y'all next week for the finale. Peace.